This is the Classic Baseball Broadcast Network, where we believe there is nothing like hearing about history from those who lived it. Listen to our full catalog of broadcasts at ClassicBaseballBroadcast.com. Baseball fans of the nation, welcome to the All-Star Game. This is Bob Elson of Station WGN Chicago, speaking to you from Crosley Field in Cincinnati, where this afternoon the Mutual Broadcasting System and Associated Stations are very happy to bring you a running story of the sixth annual All-Star Game. I'm going to tell you just uh, for just a minute uh, something about the picture here, and then I'm going to turn you over to Dick Bray of our mutual outlet here in Cincinnati, radio station WFAI, uh, who's familiar with Redland Field or Crosley Field here in Cincinnati, to give you a picture of this uh, wonderful setting we have before us this afternoon. The two things that I want to tell you is, first, that it's a glorious day. It's a bright, sunshiny day. It's one of the nicest days that I've ever seen for an all-star game. Uh, last year in Washington, we had a beautiful day, but it was awfully, awfully hot. For today, the temperature is just about right, and it's a grand setting. We have a wonderful crowd, as you can imagine. And I will tell you that the starting pitchers are going to be Vandermeer for the National League and Gomez, the left-hander, for the American League. You know, the American League uh, sort of feels that Gomez is a lucky omen for them. He started four games, and four games they've won. And so this afternoon is going to be Lefty Gomez of Joe McCarthy's plan from New York. It's going to be pitted against these National Leaguers in this sixth annual All-Star Game. It's just about uh, 14 minutes before game time now. The pitchers have started to warm up. I might tell you, too, that our mutual broadcasting booth is in a wonderful spot up here, high up above, on top of the stands, just a little bit to the first base side of home plate. And Dick and I will be in a grand spot here this afternoon to tell you every play and every thrill in the ball game for the sixth annual All-Star Game. The American Leaguers are getting their work out now, and the crowd is thrilled watching the boys hit that ball to the fence. The National Leaguers and the American Leaguers for the last hour, and they were out here early to watch the batting practice, and uh, there were many, many cheers as the boys on both sides hit them high and wide over the wall and into the right field reaches. It's a grand setting for what should be a wonderful game, and I hope that you'll all be with us to follow every single play in this ball game as we bring it to you this afternoon from Cincinnati. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to introduce the gentleman who I have the pleasure of being associated with on this ritual broadcasting uh, broadcast this afternoon of this All-Star Game, Dick Bray of Cincinnati, of radio station WSAI. He's very enthusiastic about these Cincinnati Reds. He's from Cincinnati. can give you a small story on this uh, beautiful ballpark this afternoon and, of course, the history of the game and a lot of other things that he wants to talk to you about. And so here's Dick Bray talking to you from Redland Field in Cincinnati. Well, thank you, and I'd like to say for myself that we, I'm more than glad to be with you too this afternoon on this mutual hookup. And thanks for the kind things you have to say about our ballpark here at Cincinnati. First of all, a bit about the record of this All-Star game. The first All-Star game was played in Chicago in 1933. That afternoon, the American League won by a score of 4-2. to two. The National League has won but one of the five All-Star games that have been played so far. It was at Boston in 1936, and the score that afternoon was 4-3. to three. The 1933 game was played in Chicago. In 1934, the teams met at New York. In 1935, Cleveland was having a big time up there, and they were the host city for the All-Star Game. Boston had the game in 1936, and as you well remember, Washington was the honor city last year. 
There's never been a sellout, they say, for an all-star game. But the Cincinnati Ball Club received more than 150,000 pieces of mail asking for all-star tickets. Now, when you consider that each letter of card asked for more than one ticket, you can figure for yourself just how many fans wanted to see this ball game this afternoon. As Bob told you, the weather conditions are great for the game. But under the rules of the game, no one is allowed on the playing field. It'll be baseball this afternoon, a good old game, the national game in two it is. The Cincinnati ballpark is so constructed that it will seat 26,500 people without using the terrace seats, which they do put in left, center, and right field. This park was started, built in 1912. The first ball game was played in it on opening day, 1912. The terrace was put in the Cincinnati ballpark by groundkeeper Matty Schwab during the season of 1937. In those days, they used to stretch the rope, and it was not satisfactory. The crowd out here at Crosley Field was so great that they wanted a place to sit down. They didn't like the idea of being held back by a rope. They probably remember the night that the St. Louis Cardinals and the Reds played a night game here where the crowd was right around the home plate, Bob, just as though you would see a ball game on an amateur dime. Out there, as you see Al Shack at the present time putting on the show for them, the fans, as you look at the circle around the home plate, were right around the very circle, which is no more than 20 feet in diameter. And so they thought the idea of the telefeet would help a great deal. About that teller, the National League outfielders, uh, as you talk to them, some of them don't care much about it because it makes it rather hard in taking a fly ball going out that way. From the ground, in front of the fences, 40 feet up to the fence, this terrace rides. It's 50 inches in height at the top, and these outfielders in the National League sometimes have quite a job getting up there. Back to the seat proposition here at Crosley Field, there are 21,700 reserved seats at Crosley Field. The grandstand holds 5,200 in the lower deck and 3,800 in the upper deck. The left field pavilion seats 2,800, and out in right field, the pavilion will hold 3,128 seats. The bleachers, there are 4,500 of them out there today. It presents quite a sight. Each and every seat is filled. They put these bleacher seats on sale six days before the All-Star game took place. It just shows you how Cincinnatians have gone for this All-Star game. You just couldn't get a seat no matter what you had to pay for it, even out in the bleachers. The players for the two All-Star teams today, as you probably know, were selected by the 16 managers of the two major leagues, and the fans were not included in the ballot. However, Joe McCarthy of the Yankees, and he's the manager of the American League team today, said that next year he'd like to see the public in on it, and I'm certain that those listening in this afternoon feel the very same way of that. There are three players out on this field this afternoon who have taken part in all of the All-Star games that have been played so far. There's Lou Gehrig, Charlie Gehringer, and Gabby Hart. As Bob Elson told you a while ago, Gomez has started four of the five All-Star games and looks very much as though he's going to start this one this afternoon. As he is warming up down here on the first base side of the diamond, the visitor side, at the home of the Reds, and that remarkable young fellow, and he's just as fine a man as you'd want to meet, Johnny Vandermeer. In talking to Gomez, it was our first chance to meet him today. We found him to be a very likable fellow. He was just as fine as he could be to us as we just had a word to say to him on the bench. 
Of the 19 players who were named to the National League list for 1937, only eight of them are on this year's team. Of the 12 who played for the American League last year, there's only three. Bridges, Harder, and Sam West are missing from the American line. Mel Harder has never been scored on in one of these All-Star games. He took part in four of them. And Sam West was traded recently by St. Louis to Washington. He's batting 301, but Joe McCarthy decided he was going to get along with five outfielders. Tommy Bridges has had a tough time of this year. That remarkable young fellow, the hero of a World Series a few years back, certainly is still a grand pitcher, and he'll be back in that farm, and they miss him here today. The selection of Johnny Vandermeer and Frank McCormick, the Red Lake rookies, means that the first time the National League has ever used a rookie in an all-star game. There's a bit of sentiment connected with this ball game today. For 10 of the 23 National Leaguers in uniform this afternoon played their first National League game within the last five years. And all of the 23, except Gabby Hartnett, Mellott, Lloyd Wainer, and Carl Hubble, broke into the National League box scores within the last eight years. Today, it calls back to memory an opening day at Crosley Field in 1922, when a young fellow got back of the plate, and out to the pitcher's mound walked that immortal Groveland, Grover Cleveland Alexander. It was Gabby Hartnett back of the plate, and through 16 dust-covered seasons, not dusty with the record that he's made, however, Gabby Hartnett comes back today to the scene of his first Major League Baseball game. And by the way, it was the first Major League ball game that Gabby Hartnett ever walked. And now uh, let's take away from the statistics for just a moment and turn you over to Bob Elson as uh, Al Shack is putting on quite a show for the fans that have assembled so far. And we'll turn it back to Bob and get the lineup for you and then come back. Come on, Bob. All right, thank you, Dick. Al Shack, who we've had the pleasure of watching many, many times in World Series and All-Star Games, is putting on his great act out here before this great crowd here in Cincinnati. And he never fails to get a wonderful hand. Chuck is just getting a tremendous hand from the crowd as he has just put on one of the uh, stunts in his uh, particular uh, line of tricks that he has out there on the field. He's got all kinds of them, you know, and he just amused the crowd with one of them. And now the boys are going to go to work on the infield. Here is the batting order and lineup. This is unofficial. There might be a last-minute change. Here are the umpires. They are Clem of the National... Here's the official lineup, so I'll give you that. Here it is now. So get ready to mark it down. I'll give it to you slowly. For the American League... Krevich, left field. Krevich of the White Sox, left... Geringer of Detroit, second base. Averill of Cleveland, center field. There's the first three. Fox of Boston, first base. There are the first four men now. DiMaggio of New York, right field. There you have the American League outfield now. Averill, Krevich, and DiMaggio. All right, here's the catcher, Bill Dickey of New York. He'll bat number six and will be back of the plate. All right, at shortstop is Cronin, the manager of the Boston Red Sox, with an average of 307. Here's a surprise. At third base is going to be Buddy Lewis in place of Red Rolfe. Lewis hitting 292 from Washington. Gomez is the starting pitcher. Six victories and eight defeats. So there you have the American League lineup fans, and now here it comes for the National League. Pack of the Chicago Cubs, third base. Of the Cubs, third base. Herman of the Chicago Cubs, second base. There you have the first two men. 
Goodman, I.B. Goodman of Cincinnati, gets a tremendous hand as his name is announced here, and he's a wonderful player. I.B. Goodman in right field. He has 20 home runs this year. Medwick of the St. Louis Cardinals in left field. Hop of New York, third baseman of the Giants, is going to play in center field. Lombardi of Cincinnati will catch Big Peter Lombardi, and what a tremendous hitter he is. His name draws a big cheer. McCormick of Cincinnati, first base. Hey, the Reds are certainly well represented in this starting lineup. DeRocher of Brooklyn is going to start at short in place of Archie Vaughn because of a left-hand pitcher. Vandermeer of Cincinnati is a starting pitcher. I'm going to repeat it for you, and here are the umpires. Bill Clemens, back of the plate. Geisel, American League, at first base. Elephant, National League, second base. Basel, American League, third base. Now they're going to use the National League ball here for the first four and a half innings and the American League ball for the last four and a half. The National League ball for the first four and a half, the American League ball for the last four and a half. Now you have that. Now here's the lineup again in the batting order. We're going to repeat it for you. For the American League, Krivich in left field, Geringer at second, Averill in center field, Fox at first, DiMaggio in right field, Dickey catching, Cronin at short, Buddy Lewis at third, Gomez pitching. For the National League, Hack at third, Herman at second, Ivy Goodman in right field, Joe Medwick in left field, Millard in center field, Lombardi catching, McCormick first, DeRocher short, and Vandermeer will be the pitcher. Also, the National League players are all wearing their home uniform. That is white. The American League players are all wearing their traveling uniform. They're gray. So that's the one difference in the uniform. And also, all the players wear their own uniform. In other words, Mike Krivich of the White Sox is wearing the White Sox traveling uniform. Cronin of Boston is wearing the Boston traveling uniform. DiMaggio is wearing the Yankee traveling uniform. The uh, American League team will occupy the dugout behind first base, and the National League team will occupy the dugout behind third base. The umpires are out of the plate now with the managers, and we're getting all set to go. The park is absolutely jammed. It's a glorious day. It should be a real thriller today. Gee, it should be a wonderful ball game, and we're getting all set now for the start of play. Here's an announcement from the field. They're asking the people sitting in the first row of the boxes along the field to please remove their coats from the railing. Now, from our position here, we're just a few feet to the right of the home plate. We're looking directly towards center field. Now, first base is to our right, and third base is a little bit to our left, straight down the line. Straight down the left field line to the left field fence is 328 feet. The left center is 382 feet. The center field is 388. The right center is 387. To the right field line is 366. And now the National League team is going out of the field. And we're getting all set now for the sixth annual All-Star game between the National League and the American League being played down here in Cincinnati on a glorious day. Vandermeer, who has won himself a spot in the Hall of Fame that no other can even encroach upon, of having pitched two consecutive no-hit games this year, is going to be the pitcher. And I don't have to tell you that he's a real favorite down here in Cincinnati. Say, they have Vandermeer sodas, Vandermeer pennants, Vandermeer everything down here in Cincinnati. And uh, justly so, because he's a real favorite. The first man to bat for the Chicago White Sox will be Krivich, who's playing in left field. His average is 288. 
They have Vandermeer's pictures all over town here on streetcars, billboards, pennants, and everything else. Vandermeer is going to pitch. Now, here's the lineup as we look out on the field. There's Hackett third, DeRocher at short, Herman at second, McCormick at first. Goodman in right field. The center fielder is Melop, and the left fielder is Medwick of the Cardinals. The catcher is Beezer Lombardi, and the pitcher is Vandermeer. Now, we're all set for the opening play in the All-Star game. Bill Clem of the National League is the umpire back of the plate. He will umpire behind the plate for the first four and a half innings, and then Harry Geisel of the American League will go back of the plate for the last four and a half innings. The setting is absolutely perfect today. The weatherman must be given a real round of cheers because he's given us one of the most glorious days we've ever had. We're all ready to go now, and I know that you join with me in saying, may the best team win. All right, here's Mike Fievich up now. Vandermeer looks him over. Getting all set to start play. Artie Fletcher is coaching down at third base. The Yankee coach is down at third base now, and he talks it up as we get all set to go. Here's Krivich, a right-handed batter up, and Vandermeer starts that sweeping windup of his. The first pitch is the strike of beauty right over the inside corner. Baker is coaching at first base for the American League. It's one strike on Krivich. Nobody on and nobody out. It's the first half of the first inning of the All-Star game. Now Vandermeer starts that sweeping windup again. It's a fly ball into center field. The center fielder's going back out. He's going up the incline. He caught it. Out ran up the incline in center field for a long drive of 370 feet off the bat of Mike Grievich. He almost misjudged the ball that time. He started to move in and then turned around and tore back and up the incline that runs up toward the center field fence. It's not a very steep incline, but it's an incline nevertheless, and he ran back to catch it. Now that's one gone, and the next man to come up is Charlie Geringer, the famous second baseman of the Tigers, a left-handed hitter. Here he is up now watching Vandermeer, and Vandermeer gets his side. First pitch to Charlie is a strike. It caught the outside corner knee high. A nice pitch in there. One out and nobody on the bases in the first half of the first inning. It's Vandermeer against Gomez. Vandermeer is getting a sign again from Beezer Lombardi. Here's the next pitch. It's a fastball. Too low. Lots of stuff in the ball that time, but low. Bill Clem, the umpire back of the plate, went to his knees to watch that one. And the count is one and one. Nobody on the bases. One out. The American League is batting in the first half of the first inning. Vandermeer is getting a sign again. Here's the next pitch. He started the swing but stopped at the ball. Lots of stuff on that one again, but it was too low. And the count is ball two and strike one on Geringer. The next man to come up will be the center fielder Earl Averill of Cleveland. Geringer's hitting 323. Pitch to Charlie at the fastball. He didn't intend to hit it. It's a bouncing ball to the pitcher. There's a throw. He's out. Vandermeer to McCormick. He was cracking away from a low inside pitch. The ball hit the handle of his bat and bounced back to Vandermeer just a few feet to his right. He ran over and picked the ball up and threw him up. Now the next man to come up is the center fielder, Earl Averill. Averill batting. His average for the year is 373. Fox is hitting 348. DiMaggio 328. Dickey 316. There's two outs. There's nobody on the bases. And the ball game is in the first half of the first inning. Now Vandermeer gets his sign again. Here's the pitch. And it's a ball low and inside to Earl Averill, a left-handed hitter. Number three in the back of his gray Cleveland uniform. National Leaguers talk it up out there in the field. Hack, DeRocher, Billy Herman, and McCormick. Vandermeer is winding up. Here's the next pitch. It's a fastball. Low and outside. A ball makes the count two and nothing now on Averill. The next man to come up will be Fox, first baseman of the Boston Red Sox. Vandermeer looks this hitter over carefully. He's a dangerous hitter, too, Averill. Starting his windup. Here's the next pitch. Fastball. He hits the ground ball to the second baseman, Herman. He's up with it. There's the throw. He's out. Herman to the corner, and he had him by 10 feet at first base to retire the side. 
No runs and no hits. The first man to bat, Cleavis, sent a fly ball to Millot. Geringer bounced out to the pitcher. Averill bounced out to Billy Herman and went out on a fast play, Herman to McCormick. Now the game is going into the last half of the first inning here at Cincinnati in the sixth annual All-Star game. The National League is coming to bat and the American League is going out of the field. And here is the setup. At third base, Buddy Lewis. At shortstop, Joe Cronin. At second base, Charlie Geringer. At first base, Jimmy Fox. In right field, Joe DiMaggio. In center field, Earl Averill. In left field, Mike Krivich. The battery, Gomez and Dickey. Bill McKechnie is going out to coach at third base for the National League team. And Jimmy Wilson of the Phillies is going to coach at first base for the National League team. The first man to bat will be Stanley Hack of the Cubs. The American League, no runs and no hits for the first half of the first. And now the National League coming to bat. Hack hitting 322, Herman 264, Goodman 337, Medwick 342, Lombardi 360, McCormick 333, DeRocher 263. The first man to bat is Stanley Hack. There's a bleacher out in right field, remember. There's no stand in center field and no stand in left field. The scoreboard is in left center. A bleacher in right field, and it's a long swat out to that right field stand, 366 feet. To the left field fence, in the corner is 328. In left center is 382, and that's a pretty long swat, too. Stanley Hack is facing Gomez now as we start the last half of the first inning. Gomez is getting his sign. Here's the first pitch to Hack. It's a foul up into the upper deck behind third base. Foul strike on Hack. American Leaguers talk it up out there in the field. Buddy Lewis, Joe Cronin, Charlie Garinger, Jimmy Fox. Lots of pepper on both sides. Gee, what a ball game and what a setting. Gomez is getting his sign again. Here's the wind up in the next pitch to Hack. Fastball, he busted foul up into the stands to the left. Up into the upper deck, it's two strikes. Two strikes on Stanley Hack. Gomez takes a look around the infield now. He has his glove off and he rushed the ball up in his hands. He has the batter in the hole with a two-strike count on him and no balls called. And he takes his time very nonchalantly. He looks around the infield and the outfield. And again, he turns around now to face the batter. It's the leadoff man and third baseman. Here's the pitch. A slow curve and he fouled it up into the box seat to the left. And the count is still two strikes on Hack. Remember the National League umpire, Bill Clem, is back in the plate. There was a scramble for the ball over there, and one of the ushers got it, and that was the reason for that slight boo that you heard. Gomez is winding up. Here's the pitch. It's a hit right over the shortstop there. A hit in the left field for Hack. Here's the throw in from Cleavage to Cronin, and Stan stops at first. There's the first hit of the ball game. A single over the shortstop's head by Stanley Hack. the next man to come up is Billy Herman of the Cubs, second baseman. Billy Herman batting with Hack on first base. Nobody out here in the last half of the first inning. National League against the American League. Now Gomez is ready to pitch to Billy. Here's the pitch. It's a ball high and outside. A pitch out. They thought he was going down. Stanley Hack gets the first hit of the game, a sharp single over the shortstop's head. Pitch to Billy Herman. He hit the ground ball to the shortstop corner. He fumbles it. It's right through in the left center field. And a pitch runner's on first and third. It's an error for Coleman. A ground ball to the shortstop corner. He fumbled it. It 
right to him in the left center field and it puts a man on first and a man on third and brings up Ivy Goodman. Conan was so anxious to start a double play that time that he forgot to pick the ball up. Now Goodman up a slow curve over the outside corner with the strike. Man on first and a man on third. Nobody out here for the National League. The ball game is in the last part of the first inning and there's no score. Here's a fastball. He swung hard and fouled at that time back into the screen. And it's two strikes on Ivy Goodman. Ivy a good pull hitter, a left-handed batter. Next man to come up will be Joe Medwick. There's a man on first. There's a man on third. A single and an error. An error by Cronin. Gomez takes a lot of time. Gets a sign again from Bill Dickey. There's a fastball and he fouls it again. He caught the ball on the handle of his bat and hit it right back of the plate up into the screen. And the count now is still two strikes on Goodman. Gomez takes a look around the infield. Third baseman Buddy Lewis says something to him. Gomez is getting his sign again. The next pitch is a curve, a slow ball outside, a slow curve, and it was too far outside. It's the ball. Bill Dickey, who's back of the plate, steps out in front of the plate, says something to Gomez, and then throws in the ball. There's nobody out. There's a man on first and a man on third here for the National League in the last half of the first inning with Gomez opposing Vandermeer. Gomez looks toward right field. Turns around now again and faces the hitter. Goodman stepped out of the batter's box to dry his hands a bit, and now he's getting up in there again. Man on first and a man on third, and Ivy Goodman up. Gomez is getting his sign. He's already here's the pitch. Fastball. He hits a foul. He's coming back and going into the screen, and the count is ball one and strike two on Ivy Goodman. The next man to come up will be Joe Medwick, and then the center fielder, Mellot. The American League is really in a spot here, with the National League in the first inning having a man on first and a man on third and nobody out, and Gomez really has to do some bearing down. Here's the next pitch. It's a high foul, which is going over into the box seats behind first base. Ivy Goodman has his eye on that ball. That's four that he's fouled off, and the count is ball one and strike two. American Leaguers talk it up out there in the field. Fox at first, Geringer at second, Cronin at short, and Lewis at third. Pitcher walks around back on the grass, picks up the right, dries his hands carefully, gets up on the pitching rubber again, arms up in front of him. He's all set. Here's the pitch. A slow ball. Strike three. Struck him out right over the outside corner. Gomez threw in a slow ball. A strike right over the outside corner, and Goodman is out on strike. The next man to come up is Medwick. Ivy Goodman was fooled with a slow ball over the outside corner. Knee high for strike three. Now the American League infield is playing back, hoping that Medwick will hit into a double play rather than play in here. The first pitch he swung at was a high pitch inside, a ball to Medwick. Ball one. That was a straight fastball high and inside, and Medwick took a lusty swing and missed. He's out of the batter's box now. Now he's stepping up toward the plate. He's in the batter's box. He taps his bat on the plate, and Gomez looks him over again. A man on first, a man on third, and one out. There's a long fly ball. Way back in the center field. The center fielder should get up, but a run will come in. Here's the throw back into the infield. The runner scoring from third base, and the National League leads one to nothing. Medwick hit a long fly ball in the center field, and Averill backed up and pulled it down. Threw the ball into second base. There was no play at the plate. The runner from third base scored standing up. The National League leads one to nothing. The next man to come up is Mellot. Back scored. Man on first base, and the next man to bat is the center fielder, Mellot. His average for the
of the year is 318. The first pitch of the ball, it's a fastball, waist high and outside, ball one. And on first base, a run in and two out here in the last half of the first inning. The National League leads by a run. Again, he gets his sign. He's all ready. Here's the next pitch. He swung high that time and just tipped his foul. Went back into the wire. And the count on out is ball one and strike one. The next man to come up is the catcher, Fizzo Lombardi. Out is out of the batter's box, drying his hands. Steps up in there. There's that familiar number four on the back of his uniform. Blue cap and a white uniform with the blue four on the back of his uniform. And he's watching Gomez as Gomez motions to the center fielder, Averill, to move over more into dead center. He was playing out in right center, and Gomez moves him into straight dead center field, right in line with the pitcher's second base in the outfield. Gomez is getting a sign again. Here's the next pitch. It's a slow ball. He swung hard and fouled it back into the net, and the count is ball one and strike two. Remember, DiMaggio's playing right field, Averill center field, Krivich left field, Lewis third, Cronin short, Geringer second, Fox at first, Dickey catching, and Gomez pitching. The National League leads by a run. The ball game is in the last half of the first. Fastball, he hit a high fly to center field. The center fielder Averill is in under it and should get it without any trouble. He's still looking up, and he caught it, retiring the side. So that's the end of the first inning. The first man to bat, Pat, drove a single. Over the shortstop's head, he went to third when Cronin muffed the ground ball off the bat of Billy Herman. It went into left center field, putting a man on first and a man on third. Ivy Goodman was called out on strikes. Midweek sent a long fly ball to center field, scoring the run from third. And Ott sent a fly ball to center field, retiring the side. That's the end of the first inning. The score of the ball game is the National League 1, the American League nothing. It's the broadcast of the sixth annual All-Star Game coming to you from the baseball capital. For a day at least, Cincinnati, the scene of the sixth annual All-Star Game. Now we're going to pause for station identification. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. This is WGN, the voice of the people of Chicago. Wow. 
Brown trying to get that ball to ride and missed it. That's a strikeout of Fox. Vandermeer, you know, leading league pitchers in strikeouts. Here's the right fielder, Joe DiMaggio. He's hitting 328. A right-handed batter. Vandermeer is getting his sign. Here's the pitch. It's a fastball, low and inside, and it's a ball. The ball gets out of Lombardi's glove and rolls off a little bit to the left. And umpire Bill Fenn takes out his wrist broom and he's just off the plate. Nobody on the bases and one out. Fox struck out. Vandermeer is getting his sign again. He's winding up. Here's the next pitch of DiMaggio. He hits a foul up on top of the roof off here to the right. And the count is one and one on the batter. National Leaguers take it around. Pass to DeRocher. DeRocher fires the ball back to the pitcher. The other boys in the infield talk it up. Billy Herman and McCormick. American League is starting in the first half of the second. They're trailing by a run. Vandermeer is ready to pitch again to Joe DiMaggio. It's a swing and a foul. Back into the screen. The count is ball one and strike two. Boy, this Vandermeer looks awfully good out there today. He's got a world of speed and seems to have all his control out there today, which makes him a mighty, mighty tough customer. Vandermeer and Gomez are the starting pitchers. The American League has not made a hit. Vandermeer winds up again. Here's the next pitch. DiMaggio hits back to the pitcher. A high bouncing ball as the throw to first, and he's out. Vandermeer to McCormick. He had a slow, high bouncing ball back at the pitcher to Vandermeer's right. He went about five feet to his right, grabbed the ball on a high bounce, turned and fired the ball to McCormick to get his man. Two up. The next man to come up is Bill Dickey. Here's Bill Dickey. His average for the year is 316. He's hit about 16 home runs. One of the leading hitters in the American League and runs batted in. The first pitch is a ball. It's rolling outside away from the left-handed hitter. Two out of nobody on the bases for the American League. They're batting in the first half of the second. The National League leads one to nothing. Billy Herman shifts way over in front right field, back on the grass. There's a ground ball out to Billy Herman right where he was playing. He's up with it. There's the throw. He's out. Billy Herman to McCormick, and it retires the side. No runs and no hits again, and no hit Vandermeer is sailing right along. In that inning, the first man to bat, Fox, struck out. DiMaggio bounced out to Vandermeer. Dickey bounced out to Herman. No runs and no hits. The score as the game goes into the last half of the second inning. The National League won. The American League, nothing. Now the American Leaguers are going out of the field. DiMaggio going to right field. Averill to center field. Kriewicz to left field. Fox to first. Geringer to second. Cronin to short. Lewis to third. Dickey catching and Gomez pitching. We'll repeat the lineups every once in a while for the benefit of you baseball fans who might be tuning in late. It's the sixth annual All-Star Game in Cincinnati. And we're going into the last half of the second inning. Gomez against Vandermeer with the National League leading by a run. There's been only one hit made in the ball game. That was a single by Hack, the first man up. Now the game is going into the last half of the second, and the first man to bat, a Cincinnati boy, gets a tremendous hand from the crowd. It's Big Beezer Lombardi. His average for the year is 360. Not only a good catcher, but a tremendous hitter. Lombardi. In fact, I was talking to Bill Terry last night, and he said something like this. I think I'll leave Lombardi catch the whole game and just see how the American League can get him out, because we can't. Lombardi is coming to bat. The American League, the National League second pitcher is starting to warm up. It's Bill Lee of the Cubs. Lee of the Cubs will pitch the second three innings. He has started to warm up with Hartnett down the left field line. 
The second pitcher for the American League has not started to warm up as yet, but I believe it's going to be Johnny Allen. Here's Lombardi up at the plate now, and Gomez gets the sign. Here's the pitch. It's a fastball. Too low. Ball. Ball one. Nobody on. Nobody out. Last half of the second inning, and the scores. The National League won. The American League nothing. The American League has not made a hit off of Vandermeer. Gomez is getting his sign. Here's the wind-up in the next pitch. It's a fastball. He hit the ground ball to the third baseman, Buddy Lewis. A big bounce. He gets it over to first base, and he's out. Lewis to Fox. He had a high-bounding ball to the third baseman's left. Lewis speared the ball and threw the ball across the infield to get his man. Lewis to Fox on an easy play. Now the next man to come up is the first baseman, McCormick, a first-year man with the Cincinnati Reds who has made a very impressive record. His average is 333, and he's driven in over 60 runs. McCormick batting a right-handed hitter, facing lefty Gomez. Here's the pitch, a fastball. He hits a high pop fly in the infield, right close to second base. Geringer's getting it. The ball is at the second base side of the bag, and Geringer takes it easily for the second out. A high pop-up off the bat of McCormick is taken by Charlie Geringer for the second out. That's two gone now in the last half of the second. Here's the famous ex-Cardinal shortstop, Rippy DeRocher, who is really the guiding spirit of the famous Gas House gang of the St. Louis Cardinals that we watched for so many years with the St. Louis Cardinals. Now the shortstop of the Brooklyn Dodgers, a right-handed hitter. He's batting with two out and nobody on for the National League in the last half of the second. A fastball is into the dirt, and it's ball one. DeRocher batting. Gomez puts his glove under his arm and takes a look around the infield to see how everything's set out there. Boys are all ready. They talk it up and shout words of encouragement to him. Gomez is getting his sign. Here's the pitch. A fastball inside. Lippy swung and caught the ball on the handle of his bat. It was a foul, and it's one and one. DeRocher batting. National League shortstop. He's facing lefty Gomez. Gomez takes a lot of time pitching to him. He starts his wind-up again. Here's the next pitch. It's a slow curve. It's just right in there over the inside corner. Knee high. It's called by umpire Bill Clem. And it's ball one and strike two on DeRocher. Gomez has started a long sweeping wind-up this time. Here comes the next pitch. It's a fastball in too close to a right-handed hitter. It forced him right out of the batter's box. And the count is two and two on the batter. The National League leads one to nothing. Hack scored what has been the only run of the game so far. There's been only one hit. That was by Hack. Gomez looks around again. Now he's facing the batter to Rocher. He's starting his wind-up, the pitch. He hit the grounder, foul down the left field line. It goes into the box seat behind third. A high bouncing ball went into the box seat. Bill Lee has started to warm up for the National League. Right-hander. Lee's record this year, he's won nine games and lost four. Vandermeer has won ten and lost three. Gomez has won six and lost eight. There's a fly ball down the right field line. This fly ball may go for a hit or it may be foul. It's foul. It goes into the box seat way down the right field line. DeRocher tried to place that one into right field. You could tell by the shift of his feet, but he hit it foul instead far down the right field line. In right field for the American League is DiMaggio. In center field is Averill. In left field is Krivich of the White Sox. Cleveland center field, New York right field. Around the infield, Buddy Lewis, Joe Cronin, Charlie Geringer, and Jimmy Fox. Gomez is winding up again. Here's the next pitch. It's a slow curve. He hit the ground ball to the shortstop. Cronin's up with it. There goes the throw. He's out. Short to first, and it retires the side. Cronin to Fox, and it's no runs and no hit. Well, that's the end of the second inning. The all-star game in Cincinnati. National League is going out of the field now, and the American League will come to bat trailing by a run. And the first man to come up is the gent who made the error in the first inning, Joe Cronin, the Boston manager and shortstop, who has an average of 307. Then will come Buddy Lewis with an average of 292, and then the pitcher, Gomez.
the second American League pitcher. I believe is going to start to warm up now because Rick Farrell, one of the American League catchers, is walking down the right field line, and the identity of the second pitcher will very soon become known. Bill Lee for the National League is warming up. Here's Cronin, the Boston manager in shortstop. Coming to bat, number four in the back of his gray uniform. The score is one to nothing, National League. Starting the first half of the third. The second American League pitcher is Johnny Allen of Cleveland. He has just gotten up down there, sitting against the railing in the sun, and started to warm up. Johnny Allen of Cleveland, who has won 12 without a defeat, is going to be the second American League pitcher. All right, now let's get down to business at hand. Here's the batter up. It's Joe Cronin, a right-handed hitter. He's batting with nobody on and nobody out against Vandermeer. Here's the pitch, and it's the ball, low and outside. Lombardi had to go out to the right for it, and it's ball one. National Leaguers on the infield talk it up. Lots of pepper on both sides. National League leads by a run. Vandermeer is getting his side again, a long, sweeping windup. Here's the pitch. He hits one right over the third baseman pad, a safe hit. The ball is rolling down the left field line. I believe it's going to be just a single. Medwick fires it back in fast, and it's a single. The first American League hit was by Cronin, a liner over Hack's head. He didn't have a chance for it, and fast fielding by Medwick held him to a single. The next man to come up is the American League third baseman, Buddy Lewis of Washington. His average is 292. He's a left-handed batter, a tall, thin fellow. He's down here now facing Vandermeer with a teammate on first base. Now Vandermeer gets ready. The first pitch was a strike. Gee, there was a lot of stuff on that one. It just caught the outside corner. A shot-breaking curveball away from a left-handed hitter, and it's a strike called. The American League trails by a run, and the American League has a man on first with nobody up. Through the first base, but he's back safely. Again, he'll throw to first base, and he's back safely. The umpire at first base is Basil. Basil at third base, and Delafont at second. Pitcher's getting all ready out there again. Here's the next pitch to Buddy Lewis. It's a ball. There's a throw to first. He stood back in head first. He's safe. A pitch out that time was called for, and Lombardi fired the ball to first base in McCormick, and Cronin had to slide and go back into the bag head first to get back safely. The second pitchers for each side are warming up their lead for the National League, Allen for the American League. Pitchers getting his sign out there again, ready to pitch now to Buddy Lewis with a man on first. Lewis takes a low inside pitch for a ball, makes a count two and one on a left-handed hitter. The pitchers do to come up next. National League scored their run in the first inning. On a hit, a single, a long fly ball, and an error. Here's the next pitch, and he swings and hits one way down the left field line. A foul ball for Buddy Lewis, and the count is two and two on the batter. New ball is tossed into the game. The National Leaguers peg it around. Hack to DeRocher. DeRocher is walking in behind the pitcher and throwing him the ball now, and then goes back to his position at short. In left field is Medwick. In center field is Melott. And in right field is Ivy Goodman. That's the picture here at Cincinnati. The ball game is in the first half of the third. Now he's ready to pitch again to Buddy Lewis with a man on first base and nobody out for the American League. Here's the pitch. He swung high that time and fouled the ball. And the count is still two and two on the batter. Again, a new ball is tossed around a bit. And then back to the pitcher, Vandermeer. The starting pitchers, remember, are Vandermeer and Gomez. And they are both left-handers. Vandermeer gets the sign out there again. He's ready now. Man on first has a short lead off. Watch it now. Here's the next pitch to Lewis. It's a swing and a foul. Up 
the upper deck behind third base. From the shift of Buddy Lewis's feet, it looks as though he is trying to hit that ball down the left field line. It looks very much as though Lewis is trying to hit the ball in the left field. He's hit foul three times up into the stands behind third base. Vandermeer is getting his sign again. A left hand here, Lewis is up at the plate with Conan on first base. The next pitch is a ball, low and outside. Ball three makes it three and two now. Now the National League infielders move in a bit behind the pitcher and talk to Vandermeer. Now they're backing up again. Hack DeRocher and Billy Herman. McCormick, of course, stays over at first base because there's a man on first, Conan. He drove a sharp hit over Hack's head. Vandermeer takes his time out there again and gets all ready to pitch again to Buddy Lewis. A left-handed hitter, he swings and hits a high fly in the center field. If the center fielder Melot should have no trouble with, he's way back, but he's under the ball, and he has it for the first up. Buddy Lewis hit a long fly ball into right center field, about 375 feet from the plate. It was caught by Melot for the first up. Now the next man to bat is the Yankee pitcher, Gomez. Gomez, left-hand pitcher, and a left-handed batter coming up to the plate to face Johnny Vandermeer with a teammate on first base. The next man to come up will be Mike Krevich. The National League leads in this ballgame, one to nothing in the third. Vandermeer is getting a sign now. He's already the third baseman is playing in, expecting a bunt, but Gomez took a real cut at the ball and fouled it back into the wire. One strike. Stanley Hack is playing in, expecting Gomez to lay one down. Gomez took a powerful cut at that first pitch and fouled it. Tying runners on first base for the American League. As Vandermeer gets his sign out there again, he's already, he's allowed only one hit. That was by Cronin. Here's the next pitch. He swings and hits a high-bouncing ball. The pitcher's going to get it over to first base. He's out. Pitcher to first. It was a ball that bounced in front of the pitcher, went high in the air, and the pitcher had to wait for it to come down so there was no chance to get the man going to second. It brings up the leadoff man, Mike Krevich. The tying runs on second base now with two out, and the ball game is in the first half of the third. In center field. Gomez bounced out to the pitcher. Krevich hit a pop fly into short right field that was caught by the second baseman, Billy Herman. That's the end of the first half of the third inning, and now the ball game is going into the last half of the third with the score one to nothing in favor of the National League. The National League scored their run in the first inning on hack single, an error, and a long fly. the last half of the third inning of the All-Star Game in Cincinnati. The National League leads the American League one to nothing. Hank Lieber stepping into the batter's box to bat for Vandermeer. Big, powerful-looking fellow in the right-handed batter, and Gomez gets all ready to pitch to him. The wind-up, and here's the first pitch. It's a fastball, and he hits the fly ball back into left field. The left fielder, Krevich, is back near the fence. He caught it. Krevich went up the incline and back against the green board to the fence in left field to catch Lieber's long fly. He hit the first ball pitch. brings up the leadoff man, Hack. He has the only National League hit. Cronin has the only American League hit. The game is in the last half of the third inning, and the National League is ahead, one to nothing. There's an attempted at bunt. He pops one up into the air, but nobody can get to it. Foul. It's way over near the railing. Gomez was chasing the ball. An attempted at bunt by Hack. He popped it foul, but popped it so far away it went into the lower box seats, and it's a foul strike. Now the new ball is tossed out, and the American Leaguers peg it around from third to short to second to first. 
And then back to the pitcher, Vernon Gomez. The second pitchers for each league will be Johnny Allen for the American League, Bill Lee for the National League. Here comes the next pitch to Hack. It's a slow curve. He hits the bounding ball to Garinger. He's up with it. There's the throw. He's out. Garinger to Fox. Two gone. Hack hit a low-bounding ball right at the second baseman, Garinger. He picked it up and threw it over to first base easily in time to get his man. Now the next man to come up is Billy Herman, second baseman of the National League. The first time up, he was safe on an error by Cronin. It was that error that cost the American League a run. Here's the pitch to Billy Herman. He swung hard and on Herman, holding his bat very short, took a very hard swing at the first pitch over the inside corner right around his shoulders. He fell down. He swung so hard he lost his balance. And there's one strike. There's two out. There's nobody on the bases. The game is in the last half of the third. The National League leads the American League one to nothing. Here's the pitch. It's a slow curve into the dirt. A ball. The count is one and one. The ball bounces away from Bill Dickey. It goes over about ten feet to the left of the plate. And Goodman picks it up and tosses it back to him. Charlie Garinger, the second baseman, takes a look back at the center field. Fence. Now he turns around, facing the batter again. There's Fox at first. There's Cronin at short and Buddy Lewis at third. Here's the pitch. It's a ball low inside, very close to a right-handed hitter. And Billy Herman takes his cap off and mops his face with his sleeve, pulls his cap down firmly on his head and gets back into the batter's box. There's two out for the National League. Nobody on the bases. The game is in the last half of the third. There's a fastball, a little bit low and outside. A ball makes it fall three and strike one. Three and one now. As yet, there has not been a base on balls in the game. Count is ball three and strike one on Billy Herman as Gomez gets the sign from Bill Dickey. Here's the next pitch. It's a strike right across his knees, and the count is ball three and strike two. Right now, they're using the National League ball. They'll use that ball for the first four and a half innings, and then the American League ball. Gomez is winding up again. Here's the next pitch. It's a bouncing ball in the left field. It hits for Billy Herman. A bouncing ball between third and short in the left field. Hit hard. Went right between Buddy Lewis and Joe Cronin. It's a safe hit for Herman, and it's a second National League hit. Well, the Cubs are doing pretty well. They have both of the National League hits. Of course, being from Chicago, I suppose I should holler a little bit louder there. Well, there's a man on first base. And now here's Ivy Goodman up at the plate, a left-handed batter. The pitch, a slow curve, the ball. It went into the dirt. Dickey went to his knees to keep the ball from getting away from him or getting past him and letting the runner get to second base. Goodman is batting. The first time up, he was a strikeout victim. He was called out on strike. The second pitchers will be both right-handers. Lee and there's a long fly ball down the right field line. Right fielder's chasing it in foul territory. I don't think he can get it. He put out a glove, but he didn't get it. He ran into the railing going for that ball. A nice try by DiMaggio, but he couldn't get it. And the count is one and one. Ivy Goodman hit a long fly ball down the right field line that DiMaggio tore over the foul line for, but couldn't reach. He ran into the railing in front of the box seat, about 350 feet away from the plate, but couldn't get the ball. The count is one and one. We've had left-handers starting the game. The next three innings will have right-handers. Next pitch is a fastball, and Goodman took a wicked cut that time and hit the air. Two strikes. It was a fastball over the outside corner, waist high. Gomez is keeping the ball outside, away from the left-handed hitter, Ivy Goodman, who is a good hitter. Man on first base and two out with a count of ball one and strike two. There's a ball. He crossed him up that time and threw an inside pitch around his knees, but it was too close. 
and the count is two and two. Ball two, strike two. The American Leaguers talk it up out there in the infield. The National League leads by a run. The game is in the last half of the third. Here's the pitch. He hits a high foul fly in the stands. It's going off behind first base, up into the upper deck, and the count is two and two on Ivy Goodman. Ball game is in the last half of the third here at Cincinnati, the sixth annual All-Star game, and it's a real thriller. The hometown boy, Vandermeer, made good in a big way before the home folks. He allowed these American leaguers only one hit. A throw to first base by Gomez. The runner's back safely. Pitcher takes his time out there now. He's getting all ready. Here's the next pitch to Goodman. He hits a high pop fly in the infield. The catcher, Bill Dickey, is under it just about 10 or 15 feet down the first baseline. It looked like it was coming down fair, but the strong wind blowing out here today blew it foul, and Dickey caught it 15 feet from the plate toward first base, five feet outside the line in foul territory to retire the Stars. No runs and one hit at the end of three innings. Of the All-Star game in Cincinnati, the scores, the National League won, the American League nothing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, your play-by-play announcer for the next three innings will be Dick Bray of station WSAI in Cincinnati. All right, Dick, tell them all about it. Thank you, Bob. And Charlie Garringer comes up. He'll be the first batter to face Paul Bill Lee. Bill comes in with his first pitch. It's low for ball one. Charlie Garringer, just about as smooth a looking ball player as he is out on the field. Does things very easily. Bill Lee taking his wind up. Lombardi still giving you signs. The pitch comes in high for ball two. And the first two pitches to Charlie Geringer have missed the mark. Geringer stands deep in the batter's box, at batter's box, which is six feet long and four feet wide. Deep in the batter's box, waits for the pitch and takes it for a call strike. Lee gets his fastball above the knees on the inside corner. Geringer, that's behind him. He doesn't waste any motion to the plate. Little Lee pitches. It's outside, and it's ball three. And now Lee is behind the batter, Charlie Geringer. Score one to nothing in favor of the National League. Bill Lee goes back with his windup. The pitch comes in and misses for ball four. Charlie Geringer walks the first base. And as they say in baseball, when you walk the first batter, sometimes he comes home to roost. Earl Averill of Cleveland, who takes a very peculiar stance in the batter's box, one that we're not used to looking at here at Cincinnati. He gets far in the front of the box. He gets as close to the pitcher as that box will allow him. Must be a good one because he can face that ball. Off first base is Geringer. The pitch is inside for ball one. Averill looking down at third base. Artie Fletcher, the Yankees, is doing the coaching. And in this ball game, the same as they do in the regular scheduled games, they have their signs to hit and to take. And Bill Clem comes out to look at the batter's box where Averill was putting the foot. Earl's right foot is in the front part of the batter's box. His left foot about even with the front of the home plate. Off first base is Charlie Geringer. There's no one out. Bill Lee ready to pitch. And it's right one. He tries his curveball, gets it on the outside corner above the knee. Averill, uh, a rather nervous type batter. He doesn't stand still on the plate. He moves around. However, when the pitcher gets ready, he's ready. Here comes Lee's pitch. It's wide for ball two. And when we say a nervous type batter, we mean the type of batter that doesn't just stand there with that nonchalant attitude. Earl moves around. That is the meaning of our interpretation of his batting stance. Bill Lee all set. They're playing Averill over into right field, a full hitter. And foul ball. Strike two. The pitch was on the inside, and Earl pulled it down the first baseline. 
Johnny Allen continues to warm up in the bullpen back of first base with Rick Farrell, a catcher of the Washington Nationals. Carl Hubble is starting to warm up for the National League. The pitch, and it hit a fly ball into short center field. Into left center field, Joey Medwick comes over, gets in front of Mellot, and makes the catch. And Joe Medwick, who knows a bit about playing this outfield here at Cincinnati, the ball was hit just to the left of second base, but the sun at Crosley Field beats over towards right field, and Joe probably figured that by going over towards center field, he could get the sun off his shoulder and make the catch easier. And here's the powerhouse from the American League, Jimmy Fox. Jimmy swings at the first pitch and misses for strike one. Very likable fellow. We saw him for the first time today. Very, very fine. Like all those big-timers, they're all all right. Bill Lee set the pitch. Geringer off first base. It's outside for ball one. The scoreboard, if you believe in numbers, a ball, a strike, and out. There's a one on the board. It's one to nothing in favor of the Nationals. Geringer off first. Bill Lee getting set. Let the ball come in. And Fox swings at the foul ball. Ducks down into the dirt behind the home plate for strike two. Johnny Allen has decided he's warmed up enough. Any fellow that's won 12 and lost none, he's warmed up before he gets here. Well, Bill Lee all set to go. Billy Herman, the second baseman, playing over near the bag. Gehring is off first. The pitch is hit down toward shortstop Leo DeRocher. The bat was broke. The throw to second. And Gehringer is forced at second base as Jimmy Fox breaks the bat. And a fielder's choice. The ball thrown by Leo DeRocher over to second baseman Billy Herman. He races Charlie Gehringer. And we're just wondering how many of the listeners to Mutual Account today are keeping score. If you are, the play as we scored in baseball is Geringer out, the shortstop number six, the second baseman number four. But here's Joe DiMaggio with Jimmy Fox on first. Joe takes a pitch inside, just catches the inside corner for a strike. It's one strike on the pride of those Yankees up New York way. Fox takes a short lead off first base. McCormick holding the inside corner against him. Lee pitches, and Joe swings and misses at a curveball. Strike two. Fans in a jovial mood. This has been a big day for Cincinnati. They've enjoyed seeing these American League stars coming over here today. It's two strikes. Bill Lee way out ahead. Jimmy Fox still off first. DiMaggio takes the third strike. Joe DiMaggio is called out on strike to end the fourth inning for the American League. There were no runs, no hits. There wasn't an error made. In fact, there's been but one error made in the ball game, and that was by Joe Cronin, the shortstop for Boston, who's playing shortstop today. However, in this fourth inning, the American League had one man left on base, Jimmy Fox. It's one to nothing as the National League comes to bat in the last half of the fourth inning. The first batter will be Joe Medwick. He'll be followed by Mel Ott and Ernie Lombardi. You know, as we announce this lineup today, Bob, I'm speaking to Bob Elson here to my side and to you at the same time. How a manager would feel if he was to wake up in the morning and find a lineup facing like these two managers. How would you feel if you were the manager, Bob? Oh, I'd feel pretty good, Dick. I should say they've got the finest baseball ivory in the world out here in front of us today. And now we're ready uh, with Johnny Allen of Cleveland coming out to the pitching mound. Johnny's a tall, right-hand pitcher. Lefty Gomez went uh, three innings of this ball game. He allowed one run, two hits. He struck out one man. 
while Johnny is taking his warm-up throws, wouldn't be a bit surprised that a great many of the people listening in throughout the nation today might want to know whether Johnny Vandermeer has changed since he pitched that double no-hit game. When he returned to Cincinnati on the Friday they had the big reception, we met him at the depot and took him to breakfast. The first thing he wanted to know, could we still have that boat ride we talked about before he pitched the first no-hit game? That's Johnny Vandermeer, just a likable kid. And here's another fellow at the home plate. A youngster? Yes, sir, quite a ball player, too. In fact, all you have to say, they're all ball players out here today. Johnny Allen, taking up the pitching duties for the American League, is facing Joe Medwick with the score one to nothing in favor of the National League. The first pitch is outside, and Joe takes it for ball one. It was a fastball, waste time, missing the outside corner. Jimmy Wilson of the Phils, coaching down at first. Bill McKechnie, the Reds at third. Allen takes his wind up again. The pitch is outside, and Joe takes it for ball two. They pitch Joe Medwick outside. Joe, however, is considered to be a pull hitter. The outfield of the American League considers him such. They're pulled over into left field. Allen comes outside low, and it's ball three. Three and nothing. Johnny kicking the dirt a little in front of the pitcher's mound. DiMaggio's pulled over into right center field. Averill's a bit to the left side of second base as we look at it from the press box. And Freevich is over towards the foul line and left. The pitch, a fastball, strike one. It's three balls, one strike on the Cardinal slugger. Johnny Allen stays right on the pitcher's mound, puts his right foot on the far side of the rubber, puts his arm go back, comes in, Joe swings and fouls it into the stands behind first base. Three and two. No break for the fans there. The ball hit a iron support and bounced right back onto the field. Joe stepped out of the batter's box in just a moment, said something to Bill Clem. Bill Dickey joined in the conversation. Now we're ready to go. Allen's arm is back of him. The pitch comes in. Joe swings at the foul ball that comes onto the netty right on the press box. Almost into the press box. The count remains the same. Three and two. On the first batter for the National League in the last half of the fourth inning with the National League in front. One and nothing. Rick Farrell, mighty catcher, back of the plate. Gives a sign to Johnny Allen. Johnny pitches at the fly ball. Hit over the infield. Anyone on the infield can take it. Jimmy Fox shields his eyes with his glove and takes it right near the pitcher's mound, midway between the pitcher's mound and second base. And Medwick is out. More than Jimmy looked into the sun, he knew that he had to do himself some good with that glove. Takes the first pitch inside, and it's ball one. Bill Dickey back of the plate. We may have mentioned Rick Farrell here a moment ago. Bob just said it was Rick Farrell walking in, looking at him, and we said Farrell. The second pitch to Mellot comes inside for ball two. It's two or nothing. And Mellot looks down at first base coach Jimmy Wilson. Jimmy looked at Mel, then walked away. That might be a sign. They change these signs all over today. You can count on that. There's one away. There's no one on base. And Mellot, the count is two and nothing. Two balls, no strikes. Johnny Allen set to go. Comes in with a pitch and Mel swings at the long fly ball. Right center field. Earl Averill goes back. He can't get it. It hits the fence in right field. It bounds away. Odd is around first. He heads for second. He keeps going at second base and pulls up at third with a triple. 
for the National Leaguers is a mighty wallop into right center field, a distance of 387 feet. It went into the corner where the wall of the bleachers meets the center field wall. It was a mighty poke. That fella has a lot of power. There's one away. Mellot to third base. And the batter is Ernie Lombardi. Johnny Allen comes in. Lombardi swings and fouls it for strike one. The infield for the American League, Jimmy Fox, is pulled up on a direct line with second base. So is Charlie Gerringer. On the left side of the infield, Buddy Lewis is back a step at third, and Joe Cronin is up even with second and third. The pitch to Lombardi hits softly in the left field for a base hit. And Mel Ott comes in to score from third base as Ernie Lombardi singles sharply into left field. Evidently, these American leaguers had heard about Lombardi, or they take their position just as the National Leaguers do. When Lombardi's at bat, the infield ordinarily moves out towards the outfield. Buddy Lewis was back to step. The score two to nothing. Frank McCormick comes to bat. The National League, of course, in front. Lombardi's at first. Johnny Allen takes Dickie's time. Stitches McCormick swings. It's a foul ball that ducks off the bat behind the dugout on the first base side of the diamond. One strike. Lombardi's hit was the fourth of the day for the National Leaguers. It was the second off Johnny Allen. Johnny looks over at first, gets ready to pitch. McCormick swings as a grounder. Going down for second base. Charlie Gehringer comes up with it, throws over to first, and McCormick is out. And on the play, Lombardi moved down to second base. It was a slow hit ball, just far enough away from Jimmy Fox that he couldn't come in to help on the play. Lombardi going down to second base, where he is now standing with two outs. The batter is Leo DeRocher, who grounded out Cronin to Fox when he came to bat on his only other trip to the plate in the ball game in the second frame. Leo stands deep in the batter's box. Johnny Allen set to go. DeRocher looks at a pitch outside, and it's ball one. And Bob Grove, veteran Boston Red Sox left-hander, is warming up in the bullpen. He's warming up with John Schulte, one of the Yankee coaches. Lombardi off second. Allen looks back, gets set to pitch. DeRocher takes it, and it's a call strike. A curveball catching the inside corner. Leo also a nervous type batter. He never stands still, touches his cap, swings his bat, moves his feet around. All set to go as Johnny Allen gets ready. Lombardi has a good lead at second. The pitch, DeRocher swings, it's foul. Back of first base, and it's two strikes. The count on DeRocher is one ball, two strikes, there's two out. And the score is two to nothing in favor of the National League. Johnny Allen looks up in the air. There's an airplane flying around here all day, just taking a little peek at what's up in the sky, then puts his right foot on the rubber, gets ready to go. DeRocher set at the plate. Dickey comes out of his crouch. The pitch, and DeRocher swings and misses for strike three. That's the third out. However, before the National Leaguers were retired, here in the last half of the fourth inning, they scored one run on two hits. There wasn't an error made, and there was one man, Lombardi, left on second base. At the end of four complete innings in this ball game, the score is two to nothing in favor of the National League. 
The National League has made two runs on four hits. There's been one error made. It was by Joe Cronin. And the American League, in facing Johnny Vandermeer in the first three innings, made one hit. That was a hit by Joe Cronin, a sharp single into left field. Bill Lee pitched one inning, the fourth, and he's out there now to start the fifth. Lombardi a little time to come out of the dugout, the big fellow. Never moves around very fast. Takes his time. It gives you the impression that he wasn't hustling. He's just that type of a ball player. He's right in the ball game up to his neck, though, even though he looks as though he's just taking his time. Well, Bill Dickey is the first batter for the American League in the fifth. Bill stands deep in the batter's box. He stands as close to the box as he possibly can. Bill takes the first pitch low, and it's ball one. Takes his left foot into the ground. That line nearest the home plate. Keeps his bat behind him, ready to hit. Lee comes in at right. Bill Clem waved that right arm of his in familiar fashion to us from right to left. Strike one. Bill Lee, tall right-hander, sends the ball in. A curveball misses the outside corner, waist high, and it's ball two. General Bill, they call him. Billy Herman is 10 feet in right field, playing this strong left-hand hitter, Dickey. Dickey swings at the foul ball, comes off the bat, and into the stands, and how they're grabbing for those balls today. Souvenirs from the All-Star game in 1938, Cincinnati. It's 2-2. Two two. Bill Dickey waits. Bill Lee takes the sign from Lombardi, delivers a slow ball, it's hit towards left field, goes into short left field. From shortstop, Leo DeRocha is going back, and the ball drops in. Dickey is around first base and pulls up at second with a double. A two-base hit for Bill Dickey. The ball was hit into short left field. DeRocha went back. Medwick couldn't get up to it. Leo couldn't get over to it. And Stanley Hack couldn't go back for it. It was a two-base hit the second hit of the ball game for the American League. The batter is Joe Cronin, who has the other American League hits. Right-hand batter. Dickey's at second. The pitcher calls strike. It was a fastball above the knees, between the knees and the waist, and Joe just looked at it. It's two to nothing in favor of the National League. Dickey's on second. There's no one out in the first to fifth inning. Cronin looks again at a pitch that just takes the outside corner. Strike two. Bill Lee pitching very carefully to the manager of the Boston Red Sox. He gets a new ball from umpire Bill Clem. Massages it. Looks back at Bill Dickey, who's on second. Two strikes on Joe Cronin. Joe ready. Lee delivers. It's a long fly ball going out into center field. Right at the foot of the terrace is stationed Mel out of the New York Giants, and he takes it. A fly ball off the bat of Joe Cronin is caught in deep center field by Millard. Now that's one away for the American League, and Dickey still on second. We're going to uh, let you hear the noise first and then imagine what's happening. Lou Gehry, one of the greatest of all time, is batting for Buddy Lewis, and what a hand he's receiving. Lou Gehry. Hitting for Buddy Lewis. Bill Lee, all set to go. Pitches outside and it's ball one. 
foul on Laup and Lewis. He walked up to the plate. He takes the stance in the batter's box, faces third base, pulls his foot towards right field a little. Takes the pitch that ball two. The first time that we've seen Gary stands there, solid figure at the plate. Dickey off second, one away. Swings as a grounder down towards second. Billy Herman comes up with a nice play, throws to McCormick, and Gary is out on a very nice play. Billy Herman covers an acre of ground down there at second base. He made several plays in the last Red Lake series. It was unbelievable. You had to be here to see it. Well, Vic, Bill Dickey moved third base on the grounder, which Billy Herman picked up and threw over to retire Lou Gehrig, who pinch hit for Buddy Lewis. And now there's a consultation as time is called. Ernie Lombardi is walking out to the pitcher's mound. Stanley Hack is over there. So is Leo DeRocher. They're looking up in the air to be certain that they figure this tough sun out. The batter is Johnny Allen. Bill Dickey's over on third base, and the score is 2 to nothing in favor of the National League. Bill Lee sets. Johnny tries to bunt, but the ball goes foul. Down the third baseline for one strike. The old squeeze play, huh? All right. It's one strike. Johnny Allen, halfway down to first. He came back. Cookie Lavagetto, the Brooklyn Dodgers, comes out to get the ball that was lined between first and then throws it over to Bill Clem. We were watching to see if Bill was going to catch the ball. Spry fella, great umpire. Bill Lee all set to go. Johnny Allen up at the plate. Swing, hit the ball hard to third base. Hack comes up with it. The throw over to first, and he's out. What a play. ball well hit. Johnny Allen attempted to punt the ball, and then he really climbed on one. And when he connected, that ball was in a hurry getting down to third base. It was one of those plays that they say about third base. It's the hot corner. Well, there was one that proved that that corner down there is sizzling. And to first base marches that fellow Lou Gehrig, who will take the position of Jimmy Fox. Jimmy, however, is going to stay in the ball game. He's going to move over and play third. And so if you're keeping score, put Jimmy Fox at third base, which means a five under the official way of keeping score in the fifth inning. The pitcher is still Johnny Allen. The catcher is Bill Dickey. At first base, Lou Gehrig is playing. At second base, it's Charlie Gehringer of Detroit. And manager Joe Cronin of the Boston Red Sox is playing shortstop. At the present time, Joe's over talking to Jimmy Fox, his own first baseman, and Jimmy's going to play third now. In left field, it's Mike Crevis. In center field, Earl Averill. And in right field, Joe DiMaggio. We were interested, you good Chicago fans, in Mike when he came out today and stood alongside of some of the Yankees. Mike's a little fellow, and these boys are pretty big. And Mike said, well, I'm going to stand over here with some of the big fellas. Well, he was right in there, another likable fellow. In fact, we have a little time here to mention a fact that came before our eyes in 10 years of refereeing in the Big Ten and around and find that uh, most all these men up at the top of the sport world are real top fellas. They're the kind of men that you really like to meet. We know that baseball players up at the top are regular. 
And now the umpires are going to change position. And also, the ball will be changed now at the end of four and a half innings. It'll be the American League ball, which will be used now until the end of the game. And so the umpires are now in this position. Geisel of the American League is back of the plate. Valenfant of the National League is at first. Basil of the American League is at second. And Clem's at third. The first ball is pitched to Bill Lee, who hits it into center field. Earl Averill comes in and makes the catch. That's one away for the National League in the last half of the fifth inning. And Stanley Hack receives a very nice hand from the crowd as he comes up. Stanley has one of the four hits made for the National Leaguers so far. There's no one on base. It's two to nothing in favor of the Nationals. The first pitch from Johnny Allen is a called strike. A beautiful curveball that caught the outside corner above the knees. And Lefty Grove continues to warm up the American League. Pitch. Stanley Hack swings at the fly ball again out into center field. Earl Averill just nonchalantly walked over and takes it for the out. Two up and two away. And we wonder sometimes just how often you good people listening in hear that. Two up and two away. One up and one away. Sort of a stock phrase, but it does tell the story, does it? Well, the batter is Billy Herman. Billy has one for two in this ball game. Right-hand batter swings at the first pitch and fouls in the stand. Strike one. Bill takes a position in the batter's box, deep in the box. He keeps his right foot on the line farthest away from the plate. So much so that the umpires always have to take a look to see that he's in the box. Johnny Allen comes in with a slow ball that hits the dirt in front of the plate and bounces up. Ball one. There's two away and no one on. Johnny Allen gets ready, lets his arm go back of him once, raises his foot, pitches, and swing goes the bat and it misses for strike two. One ball, two strikes. The pitch is outside and it's ball two. The scoreboard now just filled with twos. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. Two runs for the National League, nothing for the American League. And Billy Herman, as Johnny Allen was getting ready to pitch, walked out of the batter's box. At the end of this uh, fifth inning, we will give our station identification. Then as we come back for the sixth, we are going to uh, tell you a bit about the play that happened at Cincinnati Sunday, which was unique, and we figured the listeners of the Mutual would be glad to hear about it. It was Billy Herman who made the hit that went into left field that came in to just be a fielder's choice. Ready to go. Billy takes the pitch, and he's out. Called out on strike to the fastball, catch to the outside corner. Bill seemed to be caught off balance, and Johnny Allen flipped the fast one past him, and the second National Leaguer of the afternoon is struck out. Well, that's all for five complete innings of this ball game here at Cincinnati, the All-Star Game, the Nationals, and the Americans. The score is two to nothing in favor of the National League. We'll be back in just a moment. We pause now to tell you that this is the Mutual Broadcasting System. This is WGN, the voice of the people, Chicago. We're back here to the ballpark, set to go with the first half of the sixth inning. Manager Joe McCarthy is now sending Roger Kramer into bat for Mike Krivich. 
Roger, the outfielder with the Boston Red Sox. Tell you between this inning about the play we started to talk about. Bill Lee all set to go. Pitches the ball outside and it's ball one. Roger takes the fastball, waves high. Kramer stands right near the plate, near that line in the box for allowing. Lee comes in, the ball hit down toward second base. It's a slow roller. Billy Herman comes in, the underhand throw to first, and he's out. Doesn't make any difference which way you hit the ball towards either of these second basemen today. Geringer or Herman. They're in there and have the ball and get it over to first base in a hurry. Here he is. Talk about him. Comes right up in front of you. Charlie Geringer. He's getting ready for Bill Lee's first pitch. General raises the foot. Pitches right. One. Keifel's right arm goes up. One strike as a fastball across the letters, which says Detroit. Are you ready? Pitch a curveball. is fouled into the stands, the upper stand. And it's strike two. <laughs> Sorosha threw the ball back to Bill Lee and made Bill stoop far, far down towards the ground. And Big Bill had to laugh because Leo probably joined a laugh himself. Two strikes, one away. Lee set to go. Sends the ball in. Hits sharply down towards shortstop to Rocher. He comes up with it. Here's a throw over to McCormick. And that's all for Geringer. Rocher to McCormick. And there's two away. And the third National League pitcher starting to warm up down in the bullpen back of third base. It's Mace Brown of the Pirates. The battery is Earl Averill looking for his first hit in this all-star game. He's down to the second, slide to left. Billy set to go. Sends the ball in low for ball one. Goodman is pulled over towards the line. Hart is moved over towards the flagstaff in right center. And Joy Medwick shortens up a bit in left and pulls over near the scoreboard. The pitch is a cold strike. Bill gets his fastball waist high. Earl looks down at third base, coach Artie Fletcher, whether or not the take signs on with a hit if it's good. Lee delivers and a curveball strike two of beauty. It waved its way over the inside corner, just creasing that inside corner for a call strike. One ball, two strikes. Lee pitches, misses the inside corner, and it's ball even, ball two. And strike two, and two out, and two runs. The National League leading two to nothing. He lets his arm go around once, raises that left foot of his, pitches, and Averill is pulled out on strike. Bill Lee has shown a very good curveball today. Mixed with his blinding speed, it's made him very effective. Whether or not he's going to come back in the next inning, I don't believe he will, because he's getting a great hand. Listen to this. that we talked about because we feel as though the entire nation would be interested in. There were three men on base and Billy Herman hit a line drive into left field that was just about as hard hit as a ball could be hit. Larry gets the umpire, lost the ball. The white shirt of the people in the grandstand blinded Larry and the ball hit him. Lou Riggs, the third baseman for the Reds, went out, picked it up and threw home for a force out on the runner at third base. And if you don't think the Cubs were mad, Bob, you should have heard them. It was one of the oddest plays that we've seen in baseball. And the reason we brought it up 
was the fact that Billy Herman, in coming up into the All-Star game with Charlie Geringer, gives us a chance to sidelight, and we hope that you like that part of the broadcast at least. And Roger Kramer is going to play left field for the American League. box next to us, that remarkable young fellow Johnny Vandermeer walked up and takes the position. We're set to go. Johnny Allen comes in with the first pitch and Goodman swings as the grounder foul down the first baseline. One strike on the fellow who holds the record for the Cincinnati Reds for home runs in a single season all time. He hit his 20th home run in Monday's doubleheader. Goody swings. It's another foul ball going down the first baseline for strike two. Goodman stands deep in the batter's box. He puts his left foot in the corner of the batter's box, which is closest to the home plate. He pulls his right foot a bit towards first base. Johnny Allen delivers almost hit Goodman, who backed away ball one. And he did hit him, nicked him right on the shoulder, and Goody is waved to first base by umpire guys. Goody gets hit more than any ball player in the National League. And Bill McKechnie, the manager of the Reds, comes down to tell Joe Medwick, who comes up to the plate, what sign there will be flashed. You know, in this ball game, they've changed their signs, naturally, and they want to be certain. The American Leaguers not being fooled into looking for a punt, at least by their lineup at the start of the pitch. Goodman's off first. Here Lou Gehrig moves over, and the pitch is outside. Ball one. The American Leaguers still staying back in their normal fielding positions. Fox is back up third. Short. Geringer deep at second. Geringer just moved. Gehrig, rather, moved over just a bit at first base as the pitch was made. Joe Medwick up there. One ball, no strike. Johnny Allen bends over. Ready to pitch. A curve of beauty that's a strike. Johnny Creased the outside corner with a beautiful curve ball. It's one and one. A lot of pepper on that ball club out there. You can hear them chirping way up here. Allen delivers. Medwick swings. It's a foul ball that comes onto the netting behind the home plate. Two strikes. It's one ball, two strikes. Grove continues to throw down in the bullpen back of first base for the American League. There's no one throwing in the bullpen for the National League. Johnny Allen turns his back over at first. However, he looks over his left shoulder, watches Goodman, brings his hands to the rest of his chest, pitches, and Medwick swings. It's a fly ball going into right field. Joe DiMaggio is under it, catches his glove once, twice, he has it. And that's all for Medwick. There's one away, and Mellock, who hit a long triple into the right center field corner of the bleachers. Comes up for his third time in the All-Star game. Mel has one for two. He scored one of the two runs that have been made in the game. Both runs being made for the National League. It's two to nothing. With Goodman on first base, one out in the last of the sixth inning. Johnny Allen of Cleveland. Ready to deliver the ball. Let's go of it. And Mel takes it inside for ball one. Very easy to see why this fella has won 12 and lost none. He gives them very little up there that's good to hit. 
Watch one low, one high, one inside, one out. Always looking for something. Comes in, pitches, and there goes Goodman to second base. Hot swing, and it's a strike, and a throw goes on into center field, and Goodman moves over to third. Swings on a pitch from Johnny Allen again fouls it back into the stand. 
Because Lombardi is the only ball player in the major leagues who uses an interlocking. Big Ernie grabs himself a handful of stuff, rubs it on his hand, touches his cap. He climbs into the batter's box, set to go. The count is one ball and two strikes. Two away. Goodman has his lead off third. Allen goes around with his arm, pitches Lombardi swings, grounded towards George, Joe Cronin. Joe comes up with it, the long throw to Luke Gehrig, who pulls it out of the dirt, and Lombardi is out. And that's all for the sixth inning for the National Leaguers. There was no run, no hit. There was one error, a wild throw by Bill Dickey, and there was one left on. Goodman was left at third. At the end of six complete innings in this all-star game, the score was two to nothing in favor of the National League. The National Leaguers have made two runs, four hits, and no errors. For the American League, they have not scored as yet, and made two hits, and two errors. And now for the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning, the man you hear up Chicago way over WGN, I'm sure you like, Bob Elton. Thank you very much, Dick Bray. We're going into the seventh inning now of the sixth annual All-Star Game here at Cincinnati, with the surprising National Leaguers still maintaining their advantage of two runs over the American League. And the American League bats that were expected to boom here in Cosley Field in Cincinnati have been surprisingly quiet behind the masterful pitching of Vandermeer and of Bill Lee. The third pitcher for the National League is Mace Brown, a right-hander who's made an amazing record in the role of a relief pitcher this year. He won his 11th game last week for the Pirates. He's a right-hander who stands about six feet one. He's been around the National League for a long time, and he's pitching as the American League hitters come to bat in the first half of the seventh. With McCormick still at first, Herman at second, DeRocher at short, and Hack at third. Bedwick in left field, Mellot in center field, and Ivy Goodman in right field. Lombardi is still back at the plate, and Mace Brown, a right-hander, is on the mound. The first man to bat is Jimmy Fox. Fox has been up at the plate twice. He struck out the first time, and the second time he hit into a force play. Now the American League is two runs behind as we start the first half of the seventh. A slow ball to Fox forces him right out of the batter's box, and it's ball one. Baker coaching at first, and Artie Fletcher at third. The ball game is in the first half of the seventh. Mace Brown, a right-hander on the mound. He's getting his sign again. The next pitch is in the dirt. A ball low and outside, and the count is two and nothing. A beautiful day in Cincinnati today for the All-Star game. Crosley Field here is jammed to capacity. There's customers standing all around in the aisles and every place available. The next pitch to Fox is a right through the middle pitch, a straight pitch right around his knees for a called strike to get it in there, and the count now is ball two and strike one on Fox. Big number three in the back of his gray uniform. Pack talks it up over there at third base for the National Leaguers. The next pitch, he hits the ground ball. It carries off of DeRocher's glove for a hit. A ground ball to the shortstop DeRocher's left. He moved to his left pass, tried to flag the ball, could just get it on the end of his glove, and it's a hit for Fox. That was a sharp single to the left of the shortstop DeRocher, who made a great try for the ball but couldn't get it. That brings up Joe DiMaggio, a slow curveball he swings out and fouls off there to the right, and it's one strike on DiMaggio. There's a man on first here for the American League. That is hit number three for the American Leaguers. They had a hit in the third inning by Cronin, a inning by Dickey, and now a hit to start the seventh inning off of Mace Brown by Fox. DiMaggio is up. There's a curveball, a little bit too low, and away from a right-handed hitter. He started the swing, but he stopped, and it's called a ball. Apar Geisel of the American League is now behind the plate. Bill Clem has shifted down to third base. Basil of the American League is at second base. 
And Belafonte of the National League is at first base. DiMaggio is up. There's a high pitch for a ball. And the count is ball one. Ball two and strike one. It's a two and one count on Joe DiMaggio. Who's been up twice. The first time up, he bounced out to the pitcher. And the second time, he was a strikeout victim. He's starting now with Foxy on first. A slow curve, and he hits the ground ball to deep short. DeRocher gets it over to second base. They force out. DeRocher to Herman. Nice play. Ground ball to deep short was picked up by DeRocher. DeRocher fired the ball to second base to Billy Herman and forced Fox going into second base by a step to retire him for the first out. So there's a man on first base, and the next man to come up is the catcher, Bill Dickens. play by Lippy DeRocher went far to his right and deep there in the shortstop position to get the force play at second. Here's Bill Dickey up, a left-handed hitter. The first pitch is a fastball, a little bit too close, a ball. The first half of the seventh inning, Mace Brown of Pittsburgh is pitching for the National Leaguers. He is the third pitcher, Vandermeer, Lee, and Mace Brown. Runner on first base, DiMaggio, there's the next pitch, and there's a pop-up in the infield. The third baseman Hack is under it and should get it easily. Waiting for it, he has it for the second out. A pop-up in the infield was caught by Stanley Hack, just about five feet to the shortstop side of third base and right in the baseline. Well, that's two gone now, and the next man to come up is the shortstop, Joe Cronin. Mace Brown pitching, man on first base. This is the National League two and the American League nothing. Ball game is in the first half of the seventh. Kyle Hubble is warming up. There's a swing and a foul back into the grandstand. One strike. New ball is tossed into the game. The boys play it around. Hack to DeRocher. DeRocher back to Hack. Hack to Herman. The National League team has been packed. The American League team has made two changes. Fox went from first to third and Gehrig to first. Kramer went to left field in place of Krevich. There's a high pitch over the batter's head for a ball. The count is one and one on Cronin. And on first base, the ball game is in the seventh. The National League is out ahead by two runs. Ken Brown gets the sign. He's all ready. The next pitch is way inside the ball. Makes it fall two now for Cronin. Two and one is the count. Next man to come up will be Lou Gehrig. Brown getting his sign. DiMaggio taking a long lead off. There's a high pitch inside for ball three. Makes it three and one on Cronin. Ball three and strike one on Joe. Steps out of the batter's box momentarily, dries his hands, gets all ready up in there again. The next pitch is a strike over the inside corner. There's a runner going down, safe at second. A stolen base for DiMaggio. A called strike on the batter and a stolen base for DiMaggio. Lombardi made a nice throw to second base. Herman covered. He ran around first base, got a nice jump on Brown that time. And even though Lombardi made a perfect throw to second base, he couldn't head him off. So there's a man on second base now, Joe DiMaggio. The National League leads the American League two to nothing. The ball game is in the first half of the seventh inning. And Mace Brown of Pittsburgh is ready again. The next pitch is too low at the ball. It brings up Gary. Ball four. Here's Lou Gary coming up and swinging a couple of bats. There's that familiar number four in the back of his gray uniform. Gehrig is batting now in the seventh inning with two men on the bases. The first time he batted, Gehrig batted in the fifth inning. He came up as a pinch hitter to bat for Lewis, and he bounced to Herman, and it took a great play by Herman to get him. 
Now there are two men on the bases, and Lou Gehrig is up. The first pitch is a slow ball. It almost hit him in the leg. Ball one. Man on first, a man on second. Ball game is in the seventh. There's two out here, and Mace Brown of Pittsburgh is pitching. There's a strike, a fastball. He threw one right in that time, and nice one. A lot of speed on it, and right in around the batter's knees. Count his ball one, strike one on Columbia Lou. Famous first baseman of the New York Yankees, baseball's Iron Man. Facing a right-handed pitcher, Mace Brown. The next pitch, he hits the ground ball, deep short. Rocher goes over, fumbles it, and the bases are loaded. It may be called a hit. Rocher has to go by to his right. It's called a hit for Gary filling the bases. And we're going to get a hitter now in the pitcher's place. Let's see who it is. It's a base hit for Gary. He was trying to hit the left field, and the Rocher had to go by to his right to get it. York of the Tigers is coming up as a pinch hitter. Rudy York. For the American League, Rudy York of Detroit is coming to bat now, a right-handed batter. A single would tie up this ball game. Bases are loaded for the American League. The game is in the first half of the seventh. And the game, the score of the game is 2 to nothing in favor of the National League. Lou Gehrig beat out a hit off of DeRosa's glove. Two out and three men on. And here's big, powerful-looking Rudy York. Up first pitches a ball into the dirt. And Lombardi had to go to his knees to keep the ball from getting away from him and letting a run score. Lombardi went to his knees to stop a pitch that looked like it was going to be a wild pitch. He went to his knees and stopped it. The bases are loaded. And the ball game is in the seventh inning. Mace Brown of Pittsburgh, a right-hander, is on the mound. The next pitch he took a murderous swing at and foul tipped it off of Beezer Lombardi's chest protector. And the count now is ball one and strike one on Rudy York. York of Detroit, an outfielder and a catcher. He plays in both positions for the Tigers, plays in left field and also catches. And he's up at the plate now as a pinch hitter facing Mace Brown. The next pitch is a ball. It's in the dirt again, and Lombardi is down to stop it from getting away from him. And the count is ball two and strike one on York. He throws that black cap firmly on his head, steps out of the batter's box, steps up in there again, pounds that light yellow bat on the plate. Now he's watching Mace Brown as Mace Brown gets his sign again. The next pitch he's swung at him. Missed a fastball over the inside corner. Waits high, and the count now is two and two on Rudy York. Bases loaded. Rudy York batting. Seventh inning. The all-star game at Cincinnati. And the score is two to nothing in favor of the National League. The American leaders, leaders have the bases loaded here. The next pitch is a ball. It's too low. And the count is three and two. And just think what hinges on this next pitch. A wide one would force in a run and bring up Roger Kramer. There's two out. The bases are loaded. Three and two on the batter. And with this next pitch, all the runners will be underway because something has to happen with the pitch. It's three and two, remember. On the batter. The base is loaded. The American League two runs behind. Now just get the picture here in Cincinnati as Mace Brown gets all ready to pitch. Here he is. It's a swing and a miss. He's looking out. A fastball around his knees. And York went around hard to try to get that ball a ride. And he's struck out. half of the seventh inning. No runs and two hits for the American League. There was a hit by Fox, a hit by Gehrig, and a walk to Cronin. Rudy 
York struck out with the bases loaded. Grove is going into pitch. Boy, there was a spot. Freeman on the bases, and Mace Brown, the famous relief pitcher of the Pittsburgh Pirates, stepped into a spot there and really came out with flying colors. Struck out one of the American League's great hitters. Here's the announcement on the new pitcher. Lefty Grove is now pitching. Lefty Grove is now pitching. Famous South Paul, the Boston Red Sox. His record this year, he has 11 victories and three defeats. Out there now, South pulling a few in the Bill Dickey as the ball game goes into the last half of the seventh inning. And the score is the National League 2, the American League nothing. The National League scored a run in the first and a run in the fourth. Well, the fans here are still recovering from that tense moment here in the first half of the seventh inning when Mace Brown struck out Rudy York with the bases loaded. Now the first man to bat for the National League is the first baseman, Frank McCormick. He's facing Robert Moses' roll and a slow ball is the first pitch. He follows it off the handle of his bat. It rolls on the ground off to the right, and it's one strike. Nobody on and nobody out. The game is in the last half of the seventh inning. The National League leads two to nothing. Grove takes his time out there, getting all set. There's the start of the windup. Here's the next pitch to McCormick. It's a fly ball down the left field line. It's going foul. Way down into the seat. Far down in the right field corner. And it's two strikes now on the National League first baseman, McCormick. Grove takes his time out there, getting ready again. Now he's starting his windup. Here's the next pitch to McCormick, a right-handed hitter. It's a curveball, and he fouls it on the ground down the first baseline. Gehrig goes outside the line, picks it up, fires it to Dickey. And Dickey is walking out toward the mound to talk to Grove. Remember, for the American League, we have Fox at third, Cronin at short, Geringer at second, Gehrig at first. In right field, DiMaggio, in center field, Rabriel, in left field, Kramer. The catcher is Bill Dickey, and the pitcher is Robert Moses Rose. Johnny Murphy of the Yankees is warming up for the American League. Now to wind up in the next pitch. It's a fastball inside around his shoulders, the ball. Cormick had to get out of the way that time to keep from being hit. Murphy, who's famous in a relief role, as Brown is with the Pittsburgh team, is warming up for the American League down here to our right. Grove is getting a sign again from Bill Dickey. He's all ready. Here's the next pitch. It's a fastball inside. A hit. He hits the center field. A shot single right through the box. McCormick laces one right through the box on the ground. They single the center field. That is hit number five for the National League. McCormick's first hit. He popped out, bounced out, and singled the center field. Now the next man to come up is the shortstop, DeRocher. Lippy bounced out the first time and struck out the second time. He's facing Grove now with a man on first. Bumped down the third baseline. Fox is coming in fast. He's up with it. There's the throw. Whoop! He threw the ball away. There was nobody covering. There was nobody covering first base. And McCormick is coming all the way around the third. DeRocher is going all the way. McCormick comes all the way to the plate and DeRocher goes to third. This is wild throw to the plate and DeRocher scores. A wild throw to the plate and DeRocher scores. Two more runs are in for the National League. And they lead four to nothing on that bunt. There 
was nobody over to cover first base. The bump was fielded by Fox. Fox threw the ball to first base while Garinger was shifting over to cover, but wasn't there. The man on first base, McCormick, went all the way around and scored. And the third baseman threw the ball past first base into right field. Before the ball was recovered, DeRocher was around the third. There was a wild throw to the plate that went up against the railing, and DeRocher scored. Now we'll have all the errors for you. In just a second, we have to wait to get it from the official score. We don't do any guessing on these broadcasts. Here's a right-hand hitter up, Mace Brown, and it's a curveball around his knees for a strike. The score is 4 to nothing now in favor of the National League. There'll be two errors on the play, that much is sure. Now to wind up in the next pitch. It's a slow curve, a little bit too close, the ball. National League leads in the last time of the seventh inning, 4 to nothing. That was a wild play there. Leaguers talking up out there in the infield. Mace Brown, the pitcher, is up. There's a swing and miss right around his knees. He swung hard and missed it. Everybody in the press box is waiting for word here from the official scorer. A sacrifice hit for the batter, DeRocher. An error for Fox and an error for DiMaggio. As we told you, there were two errors on the play. Strike three struck him out. A curveball right around his knees. Struck out. Mace Brown struck out. Fox gets an error for the throw to first. The ball hit against the railing and bounced into right field. DiMaggio made a bad throw to the plate, and he gets an error. So there's the play for you. A sacrifice for DeRocher. Two errors, and two runs are in. The score is 4 to nothing in favor of the National League. Here's Hackup, the leadoff man. He has one hit. The first pitch is a strike. It caught the outside corner. Waist high, a sharp-breaking curve. Game is in the last top of the seventh inning. The National League has increased its lead in this ballgame now to 4 to nothing. Now the wind up in the next pitch. It's a slow curve. He caught the corner again. A strike two on Stanley Hack. Hack steps out of the batter's box now. Leans over, gets a lot of dirt on his hands, and now he's getting up in there again. He singled the first time up, bounced out the second time, slide out the third time. Here's the next strike three. Struck him out a curveball right around his knees. Hack took a curveball around his knees and struck out. The official score has given us a change here in the press box all the way along the line where newspaper writers and announcers are here from all over the country. He calls it a hit now for DeRocher. A hit for DeRocher and two errors. So there are two hits this inning. An error on the bad throw, which let the runner go all the way around, and an error for DiMaggio on a bad throw to the plate. Here's Billy Herman. Ball is a little bit too high. We'll go over the play again at the end of this inning. Drovis pitching with two off, two runs in. The National League is, has increased their lead now, four to nothing. Here's the next pitch to Billy Herman. It's a ball a little bit low and inside to a right-handed hitter, and it's ball two for Billy. Herman has been up three times, was safe on an error the first time, single the second time, the third time was the strikeout victim. This is the last half of the seventh inning with the National League at bat. He's winding up. Here's the next pitch. There's a fly ball down the right field line. It may go foul. The right fielder's coming over. It's foul into the stand. A long foul fly down the right field line. There's a wild scramble down there for the baseball. The crowd gets quite a kick out of it. Our position here is way up on top of the roof behind the home plate. We're looking directly down on the hitter, who's Billy Herman of the Cubs. 
White uniform on, a blue number four in the back of his uniform, blue cap. And there's Grove going through the motions of his windup. And here comes the next pitch. It's a slow curve right over the inside corner. A cold strike on the batter. And the count is two and two. Herman steps out of the batter's box now and gets a lot of dirt in his hand. The outfield plays Herman fairly deep. Playing him in dead center field, Averill. Left fielder and right fielder playing him in their natural positions. They don't shift for him. There's a curveball. Strike three. Struck him out. A beautiful pitch by Grove. A curve over the inside corner. And he struck him out. Three strikeouts for Grove in the last half of the seventh. And he gets a hand from the crowd. Now in the inning, McCormick, you remember, single to center field. DeRocher laid down a bunt. It was a slow rolling ball. The second baseman, Geringer, was slow in shifting over to cover first base. Fox threw the ball over first base down the right field line. The batter got a hit, but Fox got an error for a bad throw. They claimed that Geringer was close enough to the bag, so he should have thrown it to him. Anyway, McCormick went all the way around and scored. DeRocher got as far as third, and when DiMaggio made a wild throw over the catcher's head up against the railing, he also came in, and the score is four to nothing. Now a brief pause for station identification. We're at the end of seven innings of play in the sixth annual All-Star Game at Crosley Field here in Cincinnati. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. This is WGM, the voice of the people, Chicago. Now the first man to bat for the American League is Kramer. Left-handed hitter, Paul, the first one. The totals for four innings. The National League, four runs, six hits, and no errors. The American League, no runs, four hits, and four errors. Strike to Kramer right around his waist. Roger Kramer. Outfielder of the Boston Red Sox is playing in left field for the American League All-Stars. He's up at the plate with nobody on and nobody out, and Mace Brown, a right-hander on the mound. Next pitch is a fastball. Forces the left-hand hitter right out of the batter's box, and the count is ball two and strike one. Nobody on and nobody out. And the National League has increased their lead now to four runs. Brown is getting his sign again from Big Beezer Lombardi. He's all set. Here's the pitch. It's a ground ball to Hack. He's up with a nice play. There's the throw across the infield. He's out in the fast play. Back to McCormick. Hack came up that time with a bad bounding ball. He went and hit at him very sharply. He came up with the ball cleanly, fired the ball across the infield to get a fast man, Roger Kramer, by a step. That's one gone, and the next man to come up is Garinger. Geringer bounced out the first time, walked the second time, and bounced out the third time. Here's the pitch. It's a strike over the outside corner, just below the shoulder to a left-hand hitter. Nobody on and one gone in the first half of the eighth inning for the American League. The next pitch is a slow curve, a beauty in there that time. It's called on him. A beautiful curveball. It's two strikes. Brown gets ready out there again. Here's the next. It's a curve, and he hits a bouncing foul down the first baseline. McCormick comes outside the line, picks up the ball, and now he's throwing it back to Brown, who grabs it with one hand, turns around, pulls his cap down firmly on his head, and walks back into the center of the time. Hack at third, DeRocher at short, Billy Herman at second, McCormick at first. In the outfield, out in center field, Goodman in right field, Medwick in left field. The pitch hits the ball. Straight fastball outside, and the count is ball one and strike two. Nobody on the bases, one out. The American League gets that in the first half of the eighth. Pitcher gets the sign again. He's all ready. Here comes the next pitch to Charlie Geringer. Slow curve. He hits it. A single, I believe, into right field. Right fielder gets it on the bounce and back in. There's the first hit for Charlie Geringer of Detroit. A sharp line drive. Went over the infield, head high. A single to right field. man to come up is Earl Averill. He bounced out the first time. He flied out the second time. And he struck 
Babcock the third time. That is the fifth American League hit. First pitch he swung at and tipped it foul. It drops at the plate, just to the left of the plate and behind it. And a new ball is tossed into the game, and the National Leaguers peg it around. National League is warming up two pitchers, Turner of Boston, a right-hander, Hubble of New York, a left-hander. A slow curve, he hits a high foul that's going into the stands here to our left. Two strikes on Earl Averill, Charlie Geringer's on first base, there's one gone, the game is in the first half of the eighth with the American League batting, and the score is 4 to nothing in favor of the National League. Bob Feller is warming up for the American League, and Johnny Murphy is warming up, a ball way outside, head high. Center fielder of Cleveland, Earl Averill, is up at the plate. Number three in the back of his gray uniform. Brown tosses the ball over to Hack, and Hack takes his glove off and proceeds to rough it up and get some of the shine off it. Hirschberger and Danning are warming up the two National League pit down the line here to our left. Rick Farrell and Schulte are warming up the American League pitchers. Mace Brown, a right-hander, is on the mound for the National League with a man on first base. A curveball, and he swung hard that time and fouled it. It goes back into the screen, and the count is still. Ball one and strike two. Lombardi, who was caught all the way for the National League, steps out in front of the plate and fires the ball to Hack. And again, Stanley takes his glove off and rubs the ball up in his hand. We're in the eighth inning of the All-Star Game at Cincinnati with the National League out ahead, four to nothing. They scored one in the first, one in the fourth, and two runs in the seventh. Gets the sign out there again. Here's the next pitch. Averill took a high pitch way outside. A ball makes it two and two. Jim Turner and Carl Hubble are warming up for the National League. The American League four runs behind here. One out of the man on first. Brown gets ready. Here's the next pitch. A swing and a high fly to right field. If the right field is coming in for a fast, Ivy Goodman, he has it for the second out. A high fly into right field was caught by Goodman for the second out. He ran in about 20 feet. Now the next man to come up is Fox, third baseman. He started out at first base and then shifted across the infield to third base when Gary came into the game. Man on first base and Fox batting. Umpire Geisel stopped the game. Steps around in front of Lombardi with a whisk broom and cleans off the plate. Now he steps around behind Lombardi, pulls his mask down firmly on his head, and we get all set to go again. It's the first half of the eighth inning. The American League has a man on first with two goals. Now the pitch to Fox. A curveball. It's in the dirt. Ball one. National Leaguers talk it up out there. Lots of the old pepper on both sides. Brown is ready as the pitch to Fox. It's a strike right through the heart of the plate. Knee high. Call. The count is one and one. Brown watches Geringer on first base, who's off to a short lead. Here's the next pitch to Fox. A slow ball. He hits a rolling ball right back at the pitcher. He should be an easy out. There's the throw. He is out. Pitcher to first, and it retires the side. Fox hit a little roller right back at the pitcher, Mace Brown, and threw him out. Pitcher to first. It retired the side, and Geringer was left on the bases. No runs and one hit. game is going into the last half of the eighth inning out here now. Gee, it's a grand day for the ball game. The customers, the men, they're all seated around in their shirt sleeves down here below us. It's just that kind of a day. It's made to order for the all-star game. Now the American League players in their gray traveling uniforms are on the field. Grove is out there on the mound. 
ready to send in a few practice throws. Johnny Allen has the sweater on. He's leaving the field. The National League is ahead four to nothing. The ball game is in the last half of the eighth. Lefty Grove is on the mound. First man to come up for the National League is the right fielder, Goodman. The first time up, he struck out, slide out, and was hit with a pitch ball. Grove had three strikeouts in the last half of the seventh inning. After a clean hit to center field and an infield hit and the ball being thrown all over the premises, there were three strikeouts. He struck out the pitcher, he struck out Hack, and he struck out Herman. Here's Goodman up. The first pitch is right across his knees. A nice pitch. A curveball away from a left-handed hitter. Caught the outside corner at the knee for a called strike. Field has shifted around just a little bit to the right for Goodman. Number 41 in red on the back of his white uniform. Grove throws the rubber out there, gets all set. There's the start of his long, sweeping windup. Here's the next pitch. Goodman looks at one that's a little bit outside. A sidearm pitch, waist high, a little bit outside for a ball. The count is one and one. Nobody on the bases, nobody out. Game is in the last half of the eighth. Grove is getting his sign again. He's all ready. Here's the next pitch. It's a curve right through the middle. Gee, that was a nice pitch that time. He stuck that one right in there, and Goodman just looked at it, and the count is ball one and strike two. Lefty Grove's got lots of stuff out there today. He's got that curveball of his fairly dancing in there. There's the wind-up, and here comes the next pitch to Goodman. It's a swing and a foul back into the net. Goodman swung at a high fastball that time and hit it back into the screen, and the count is one and two. Harry Geisel of the American League is now the umpire back of the plate. They're using the American League ball. They've used it since the end of the first half of the fifth. Grove, the left-hander on the mound, is getting a sign again from Bill Dickey. There's the start of the wind-up. Here's the next pitch. A long fly ball back into right field. The right fielder, DiMaggio, is there, and he has it for the out. A long fly ball. DiMaggio had to go up the incline about 10 feet for Goodman's fly ball, but it was hit right at him, and he had no trouble with it for the first out. Now the next man to come up is Joe Medwick of the Cardinals. Joe Medwick flied out the first time, popped out the second time, and sent a fly ball into right field the third time. He hasn't made a hit today. Here's the first pitch to him. It's a curve ball, a little bit low and outside, away from a right-handed hitter, ball. Medwick of the Cardinals. There's that familiar number seven in the back of his white uniform. One out and nobody on here for the National League. The ball game is in the last top of the eighth. Grove is ready. Here's the next pitch. A curve, and he hits it over the short, a hit over the shortstop's head. Into left field. The left fielder takes the ball on the bounce and fires it back in. It was a nice, clean hit. A line drive right over the shortstop, Cronin's head. That is hit number seven. The attendance today is 27,167. Here's Mel Otto. First pitch is a ball. Man on first base, Mel Otto batting. Otto has one hit, a three-bagger. Man on first base here, Joe Medwick. Here's the pitch, and he hit the fly ball to left center field. The center field is going to make a long run for it. Averill is coming over and in, and he caught the ball on the run to retire him for the out. A long run from deep right center field to short left center field by Earl Averill. A long run to catch Mellock's short fly. Now the 
next man to come up is Lombardi, who's caught a swell game for the National Leaguers. He has one hit. He drove a hard hit to score Mellot. Top of the plate now with a teammate on first base. Two gone here in the last half of the eighth. The National League has a four-run lead. Right over the plate, he hits a short fly ball to right center. I think it's going to drop for a hit. It is a hit. And there goes Smith with the round to third base. It was a hit in the right center field by Lombardi, his second hit. A Texas leaguer in the right center field by B.J. Lombardi dropped for a hit. Nobody could get within 10 feet of the ball. They put the man on first and the man on third and brings up the first baseman of the National League, Frank McCormick. McCormick has been up three times. He popped out, he bounced out, and he singled. Starting now with the man on first and the man on third. Two out here in the last half of the eighth inning. Grove is ready. Here's the pitch. It's a ground ball down the third base line to Fox. He's up with it. Here's the throw to second. Out at second base. Lombardi is out. Fox to Geringer, and it retires the side. Well, that's the end of the eighth inning. No runs and two hits for the National League. They lead four to nothing as the American League comes to bat for their last chance in the first half of the night. Well, so far it's been all National League today. The boys jumped off to a lead in the first inning on a single, an error, and a long fly ball. They scored another run in the fourth inning on a triple and a single. They scored two more runs in the seventh inning on a hit, an infield hit, and two errors. And they lead four to nothing as the game goes into the first half of the night. So far, it's been all National League today. The boys jumped off to a lead in the first inning on a single, an error, and a long fly ball. They scored another run in the fourth inning on a triple and a single. They scored two more runs in the seventh inning on a hit, an infield hit, and two errors. And they lead four to nothing as the game goes into the first half of the night. The National League wins this ball game today. In Cincinnati, it'll be the second game that they've won in the All-Star Series. This is the sixth annual All-Star Game. By the way, the selection for 1939 was made here yesterday in Cincinnati, and the All-Star Game will be played next year in Yankee Stadium. Well, the first half of the ninth inning, of course, the old saying comes to mind, the ball game is never over until the last man is out. Still the way these National League leaguers have been playing here today, and the way Mace Brown has been pitching, he got out of an awfully tough spot in one inning here. It looks like the American League chances in this ballgame are remote, to say the least. But you never can tell. Well, here's Joe DiMaggio up, a right-handed batter. DiMaggio's been up three times without a hit. He bounced out, struck out, and hit into a four-star. The first pitch to DiMaggio is a strike. Number five in the back of his gray uniform. Facing Mace Brown again. Here's the next pitch. It's a foul going into the grandstand to the right behind first base. And it's two strikes on Joe DiMaggio. National League is still warming up two pitchers, Jim Turner and Kyle Hubble, just in case. Third baseman Hack comes over to talk to the pitcher. Now he goes back to his job at third. Stanley's played a swell game. Has cracked out one hit and played a nice game. There's a hit right over the third baseman, Ted. DiMaggio pulled one to left field. Hedwig gets it on the bounce and back in fast. It's a single for Joe DiMaggio. DiMaggio caught a hold of that ball and pulled it past Hack's head into left field. That's hit number six for the American League. Next man to come up is Bill Dickey. He's been hitless. A 
third base by Joe DiMaggio. First pitch to Bill Dickey was right through the middle for a call strike. Man on first base and nobody out. Brown is getting a sign. Here's the next pitch. It's a swing and a high pop foul in the stands behind third. Drops down into the grandstand section behind third base. Lombardi gets a new ball and throws it down to Stanley Hack. He takes off his glove and roughs it up in his hand. Throws it to DeRocher. DeRocher proceeds to rough it up a bit. Remember, the outfield is Medwick in left field, out in center field, and Goodman in right. The infield is Hack, DeRocher, Herman, and McCormick. Mace Brown, right-handers on the mound, and Dickey is batting. There's a fly ball way back in the left center field. The left fielder Medwick is going back very fast. He reached up and didn't clear. Let's see if he held it or not. He held it in left center field. Medwick ran up the embankment, rolled over, and you couldn't tell whether he held it. He held it for a beautiful play, a wonderful catch in left center field. Medwick ran up the embankment in left center field, shoved his glove up into the air, had the ball in his hands, rolled over, and you couldn't see until he straightened up and jumped up that he had the ball still clutched in his glove. It was the finest fielding play of the day. A long fly ball way out into left center field. It was off the bat of Bill Dickey, and it was a beautiful running catch by Medwick. One gone. The next man to come up is Cronin. Medwick gets a big hand from the fans in the left field stand. Here's a right-handed batter Cronin up, and he swings hard and misses. And on first base, all the American League. Gee, that was a wonderful catch out there. You should have seen it. He leaped into the air and then rolled over and turned to somersault about three times. The umpires didn't call the play until he straightened out with the ball clutched in his glove. Here's the pitch to Cronin. They swing and a miss. Fastball right in around his knees. And on first base is Joe DiMaggio. Mace Brown is pitching to Cronin. Cronin's had one hit in the ball game. Gets out of the batter's box and now he's up in there again. Gets his sign. He's all ready. Here's the pitch. It's a swing and a foul. It rolls on the ground off there to the left. Another new ball is again tossed down to Stanley Hack. Gee, that was some catch out there. That ball had gotten away from him. It would have gone to the corner in left center field and probably gone for a triple. Brown is getting his sign again. Here's the next pitch. It's a fly ball way back in the left field. Medwick is going way back. The ball is over his head. It just hit the fence out there. A man, DiMaggio, is coming around to third base, and he's trying for the plate. Here's the ball. They make it, and it's close. He scores. DiMaggio scores. The relay came in from Medwick to DeRocher to Lombardi, and he scores. A drive hit over the left fielder Medwick's head all the way to the left center field corner for a double for Cronin. The shortstop ran into short left field and took the throw. It was a perfect relay. Medwick to DeRocher to Lombardi. It was close at the plate. He hit the dirt, and he scored. And the score is 4-1. to Leaves a man on second and brings up Lou Gehrig. Now there's a man on second base, and here's Gehrig up a left-handed batter. The first pitch was a fastball, low and outside, a ball. Cronin on second base. The National League leads with one out of the ninth inning, four to one. 
Mace Brown is pitching to Gehrig. There's an inside pitch over the inside corner at the knee. Gehrig jumped, but the umpire called it a strike anyway. It was evidently right over the corner, and the count is one and one. Gehrig doesn't say a word to the umpire. He steps out of the batter's box and dries his hands. He gets right back up in there again. The man on second base and one go on the pitch. Gehrig took a low pitch for a ball. Makes it ball two and strike one. Lou Gehrig is batting. Gehrig has had one hit. Beat out an infield hit the last time up off of DeRocher's glove. That's the second hit for Cronin. He and Lombardi have each made two hits. Nice Brown gets his sign again. The next pitch he hits a long fly ball. Left field, the right fielder goes back. He caught it. Gary Brown drive. Back to the fence. He's a third to third. And he's safe at third. Gary slammed a long fly ball. Way back into right field. And Goodman ran up the embankment. Leaped up and caught it for the second out. The ball was hit very hard. Now there's a man on third base with two outs. One more in this ball game will be over. Here's a pinch hitter coming up. Johnson of Philadelphia. Johnson of Philadelphia is going to bat for the pitcher. Gary hit that ball very hard in right field, but he hit it straight at the outfielder. It was high, and he had to back up and made a leaping catch of the ball. A nice play by Ivy Goodman. Here's the announcement. Johnson. Johnson batting for Grove. There's two out here with a man on third, and the score is 4-1. to one. Bob Johnson up. Big, powerful-looking fellow, a right-handed batter. Facing Mace Brown. Game in the ninth inning and two out. The National League is within one out of victory here in the sixth annual All-Star Game. Now the pitch. Johnson takes a low curve ball. Ball one. Next man to come up will be the leadoff man, Roger Kramer. Cronin on third base and a run in. Here's the next pitch, a fastball. Caught the corner that time, a nice pitch. Count is one and one. See this fellow Brown has a lot of stuff out there today. Picks up the Rosenbach again, dries his hands, gets all ready. Now the start of the windup, and here's the next pitch. It's a curveball over the inside corner, a nice strike. Makes it fall one and strike two on Johnson. One and two on Johnson as Mace Brown gets his sign again. The next pitch is a ball into the dirt, and the count is two and two. A nice stop by Lombardi of what looked like it was going to be a wild pitch. Cronin on third base. Mace Brown picks up the rosin bag and dries his hands carefully. The National League still has two pitchers warming up. Here's the next pitch, and it's a ball. Blowing outside. The count is three and two on the batter. The batter thought it was ball four and started for first base, and the umpire called him back. Johnson thought that was ball four. He started for first base, and he's talking to the umpire now. He thought it was the fourth ball, but umpire Harry Geisel, the American League, calls him back, and he's back in the batter's box again. And on third base, three and two on the batter, and two out here in the ninth inning of the All-Star game. Here's the pitch. It's strike three. The game is over. Right down the middle. Johnson is out on strike. He didn't swing at it. The ball game is over, and the National League defeated the American League today by a score of four to one. Well, that was quite a ball game today. A lot of thrills in this ball game as the National League finally came into its own here today in the National League town of Cincinnati to defeat the American League by a score of 4-1. to one.
Well, it was quite a ball game. Now the crowd is surging out onto the field. The autograph hunters today, of course, have had a field day being all over the place before the game today and getting the autographs of all these famous stars from all the other cities. Of course, down here in Cincinnati, they don't have many chances to see the American League team as there's no American League team in the city. Cincinnati represents the National League. And so the fans have been hying after all the American League players here today because this is probably the last chance they'll get a chance to see them down here for a long, long time. Well, it was a wonderful game in a wonderful setting. And as we said before, the ball game made the best team win. And today it was the National League. They defeated the American League in the sixth annual All-Star Game by a score of 4-1. Well, Dick Gray has a lot of dope for you on the game, and so, ladies and gentlemen, hope you've enjoyed the game today. I'm going to turn the microphone over to my associate, Dick Gray, of station WSAI here in Cincinnati. Well, thank you, Bob Elson. And the totals for this afternoon's ball game for the National League winning by a score of 4-1, to with the National League, four runs on eight hits and not an error. For the losing American League, one run on seven hits and four errors. As Bob told you, there were two batters in this ball game who made two base hits. It was Joe Cronin, the manager of the Boston Red Sox, who had two for three. And Ernie Lombardi, the catcher for the Cincinnati Reds and the catcher for the entire game for the National League, had two for four. As Bob told you during his conversation with Bill Terry last night, he told Bob that he was going to let Lombardi catch the entire game because he was going to try to see if it was possible for the American League to get Lombardi out. And if so, he was going to pitch it the same way. The winning pitcher this afternoon was Johnny Vandermeer of Cincinnati. The losing pitcher was Gomez of the New York Yankees. The attendance was 27,067. The record for Crosby Field is 38,469. That's all from Cincinnati at the present time. It was a pleasure for me, too, this afternoon to work with Bob Elson of WGN. We had a grand time out here. Cincinnati, as you said, Bob won't get to see this for some time. Since 1919, this was the first time that Cincinnati took on a World Series attitude. They liked it. They'll want more of it. It means a great deal to Cincinnati to have this all-star game. And to you good people out New York way, we wish you the same kind of good weather for the next year's all-star game in 1939. We hope that you have an enthusiastic crowd as we had here today. We hope the ball game will please you as it's pleased us. This is Dick Bray speaking. This broadcast has originated through the facilities of WSAI. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. This is WGM, the voice of the people, Chicago. American League and the Giants are held to be an even money bet in the National. The Yankees... VintageBaseballReflections.com features a treasure chest of baseball audio. The wonderful thing is the audio isn't a guy like me or a few talking heads reflecting on players, seasons, or teams. It is the actual players from that era, announcers from that era, giving you an uncut, unfiltered, unrecent day stance on what it was like then. These are real-time clips from that era. Now, we encourage you to check out our entire back catalog of baseball audio. And if you like old-time games, and folks, and folks, you are not alone. Join the membership section to enjoy interacting with fans, scoring games with folks just like you, and listening to hundreds of radio broadcasts that were baseball classics. As a special offer to you, type in This Day in Baseball for a discount just for you. And if you enjoyed the show, hit the plus sign to subscribe, follow us on the socials, and above all, share us with your friends who love baseball history just like 